RetroSeasons.com for more sports history. Good evening, everyone. This is Bob Gavir, along with Phil Rizzuto and Frank Messer at Yankee Stadium. And we're getting ready for the second game of the doubleheader between the New York Yankees and the Detroit Tigers. Tigers won a rather lackluster opening ball game, but it had a little more luster on it for the Tigers than for the Yankees because they won it by a final score of 2-1. to There was no scoring in the game after the fifth inning. The Tigers scored first in the third, with two outs, Mickey Stanley tripled and scored on a wild pitch. Yankees tied it up in the third. It's Dean Michael single, Stolomeyer sacrificed in the second, and Thurman Munson came through with a base hit. Tigers got the winning run in the fifth inning on a double by Stanley. He went to third on a ground ball of first by K-Line and scored on a sacrifice fly by Jim Northrup. Yankees had two hits from Johnny Ellis, his last hit coming in the fourth inning, and that was the last hit for the New York Yankees. Uh, the closest they came to tying the ball game was Roy White's long line drive that K-Line loped back and caught just above the fence in right field, and that was in the sixth inning. And uh, the last ten men in a row went down as the winning pitcher was the left-hander for the Detroit Tigers, Mike Kilkenny, and Mel Stolomeyer, the loser. Two runs, eight hits for the Detroit Tigers, and one run and four hits for the New York Yankees in the opener of the doubleheader. The Tigers come up with their first win at Yankee Stadium this year. The Yankees have beaten them the other two ball games, and we'll have the other game in just a little while. Stan Bronson will be the pitcher for the New York Yankees, and Joe Necro, who pitched an outstanding ball game against the Yankees the last time he faced them out in Detroit. He'll be on the mound for the Detroit Tigers. Here are the lineups for the second game, and we have changes for both teams. For the Yankees, Horace Clark will be leading off and playing second base. Jake Gibbs will bat second and catch. Bobby Mercer hits third in center field. Roy White, the left fielder, bats fourth. Pete Ward will be at first base hitting fifth. Kurt Lesley in right field sixth. Jerry Kenny at third base seventh. Gene Michael at shortstop eighth. And Stan Bonson will be on the mound and batting ninth. Bonson has won four out of his last five starts, with McDaniel getting credit for a save in each of the four victories. And tonight will be his third start of the year against the Tigers. He beat them 4-1 to one on May the 15th as he held a six-hitter. And then he had no decision against them on May the 25th. He went eight innings and he allowed three runs on six hits. The Tigers winning 4-3. to three. Steve Hamilton was the loser in relief in that one on a freehand home run. For the Tigers, Dalton Jones leads off at third base. Mickey Stanley in center field bats second. Gates Brown in left field hits third. Norm Cash, the first baseman, bats fourth. And Cash did a great stop of a ground ball by Bobby Mercer in the ninth inning of the nightcap. Russ Nagelson will be in right field batting fifth. Don Wirtz will be batting sixth. Jim Price to catch his seventh. Cesar Gutierrez eighth. And Joe Necro on the mound, and he'll be batting ninth. Don Wirtz will be the third baseman, so we have to change what we said about Dalton Jones. He will be playing second base and leading off. So Jones will be the second baseman, although he has played for the most part at third base. So it'll be Jones at second. You better go around the uh, infield defensively for the Tigers. Cash at first, Jones at second, shortstop Gutierrez, and Wade at third. In the outfield and left field, it'll be Gates Brown, center field Mickey Stanley, and in right field, it'll be Russ Nagelson. The Yankees defensively. At first base, Pete Ward. At second base, Horace Clark. Shortstop, Gene Michael. At third base, Jerry Kenny. In the outfield, Roy White and left. Bobby Mercer in center and Kurt Leffrey in right field. 
We'll be checking the scores of the other ball games for you, but first, this message. When Atlantic Richfield Company discovered oil on the north slope of Alaska, the place we call the Arco Circle, it took 100,000 tons of supplies and equipment to get started. It took 100,000 tons of pipes, cement, drills, gravel, parkers, gloves, huts, heaters, tractors, ladders, radios, and orange juice. It took planes that carry 48,000 pounds and cost $4,000 a trip. It took 160 flights to set up one camp and five flights a day to keep it going. It took a specially constructed airstrip. In short, it took the biggest civilian airlift in history. At Atlantic Richfield, we went all the way to Alaska so we can provide your local Atlantic dealer with the finest Arco petroleum products for your car. On the scoreboard, Cleveland defeated Baltimore in the first game for doubleheader at Cleveland. Four to nothing as Dean Chance picked a four-hitter. That's a tough golf club to shut out in that ballpark. Baltimore with all the big uh, power hitters and the short fences in Cleveland. But the Indians did it. Four runs, seven hits, and one error for Cleveland. No runs, four hits, and no errors for Baltimore. Chance, the winner, is seven and five. And Cuellar, the loser, is 15 and eight. Tony Horton got the big blow, a three-run homer in the first inning. That was then uh, Greg Nettles at one, his 17th, and that came in the sixth inning. Second game of the doubleheader, the pitchers are in, Harden against Dunning. The Red Sox failed to score in the top of the first inning at Washington. It's Peters against Cox. Chicago beat Milwaukee 7-3, 7-8-0 and for the White Sox, 3-11-1 for the Brewers. The winner was Jadeski and the loser was Downing, and Bill Melton hit home run number 20. In the National League, the Giants beat Cincinnati by a score of 9-2. Reburger, the winner, is 4-4. Four four. Washburn, the starter and loser. The Giants got seven in the first inning, and Noriga came on to pitch in that first inning. Tony Perez has hit home run number 32, also picked up his 100th RBI of the season. Frank Johnson hit home run number three with two on in the first, and Willie McCovey home run number 28, also with two on in the first inning. The Giants got seven in the first, and went on to win it by a score of 9-3. Pittsburgh in a big doubleheader against the Phillies. The Pirates lead the Phillies 3 to nothing at the end of six. Ellis against Bunning. That's the first of two. The Mets at St. Louis and Chicago at Montreal later, as well as Atlanta at Los Angeles and Houston at San Diego. So you're up to date. Right now on Yankee Baseball, we pause for station identification. This is your guy, High Agent. Join me for your kind of music. Weekday, 3 to 7. You're on the fresh air sound of Radio 81, WGY Schenectady. Bob Gavir, along with Frank Fletcher and Phil Rizzuto, Yankee Stadium, and we're all set for the start of the second game of the double And Bonson goes out to the mound to take his final warm-up. Bonson has won four out of his last five starts. And as we mentioned, Lindy McDaniel has gotten credit for a save at each of them. Bonson has a record of ten wins and seven losses. So adjusting the American League standings for what's happened, Baltimore remains in first place. Now nine games ahead of the Detroit Tigers and nine and a half games ahead of the New York Yankees. The Yankees remain nine and a half hours, but they drop a notch down to third place.
Dalton Jones, Mickey Stanley, and Gates Brown will be the first three batters for the Tigers. Jones with a batting average of 225. He has two homers, two doubles, and no triples. Jones picked up the Boston Red Sox in the offseason. The Yankees, of course, have to go up against tough Joe Nitro. He pitched a one-hitter against the Yankees as the Tigers swept the three-game series back the first week in July. It was on July the 2nd that he pitched a one-hitter, Horace Clark getting the hit in the ninth inning. Horace got his hit with one out in the ninth inning that night to spoil Necro's no-hitter. And it was the third time in a month that Horace had done that, spoiled the no-hitter in the ninth inning. The other two times were against Jim Rooker of Kansas City on June 4th and Sonny Stupid of Boston on June the 19th. Necro had one other start against the Yankees this year. On May 27th, he was a losing pitcher. He gave up four runs, three of which were earned in the three and a third inning. Yankees winning that one by a score of four to two. All right, Dalton Jones steps in. Jones batting 225. Tigers won the first one two to one. So Kenny the winner and Stottlemyre the loser. Bonson into the windup. The first pitch of the second game was swung on and missed strike one. Bonson into the windup. The next pitch to Jones. Fastball rock. Deep to right field. This one way back. Cliffrey going back. Going way back. And the ball is in the bleachers for a home run. Dalton Jones has let off the game with a home run into the right field bleachers. A long line drive shot. Cliffrey started back, then gave up. He would go back and play the ball off the scoreboard. It missed going into the bleachers. He knew he couldn't catch it, but the ball just did clear the bleacher fence and goes in for a home run. The third home run of the season for Jones. Mickey Stanley will be the batter. Stanley with a batting average of 268, 10 homers, 5 triples, and 12 doubles. Bonson delivers. Fastball in there for the called strike. No balls and one strike. I'll tell you, that Dalton Jones has always given promise of being an outstanding hitter in the major league. He hits a lot like that in batting practice, and every now and then he connected a ball game. A good line drive hitter. The pitch is low, and it's one and one. Tigers won and the Yankees nothing. We're on the top half of the first inning of the night cap after the Tigers won the opener 2-1. to one. Bonson winds up, delivers. Curveball hit in the air, foul out of play, first base side. One ball and two strikes. Bonson taking plenty of time. Gets the sign. The one-two pitch to Mickey Stanley. Check swing. It's low and outside for a ball, and it's two and two. Two balls and two strikes. One to nothing. The Tigers lead it. Bonson winds. Here it comes. Low in the dirt. It hit about a yard and a half in front of the plate. It's three balls and two strikes. With Stan Bonson having a bit of a problem here on the 
top half of the first inning. Count three balls and two strikes to Mickey Stanley. Yankee infield has Pete Ward at first, Tom Clark at second, Gene Michael the shortstop, Jerry Kenny at third, and the outfield is Roy White, Bobby Mercer, and Kurt Fleffrey. Three balls and two strikes to Mickey Stanley. Tigers beginning a long road trip. The windup, the full count pick, swung on and fouled at home plate, and the count holds three and two. Three balls and two strikes. Two years ago, Stan Donson was the American League's Rookie of the Year. And he had a disappointing season last year, and he's bounced back this year. The full count takes, low for ball four. So Stanley trots on down the first base. And it'll bring up Gates Brown. Brown, the left fielder in this ball game, hitting 271, two homers, and two doubles. So the first two Tigers have gotten on base here in the top half of the first inning. The pitch to Brown is low for ball one. One ball and no strike. Jake Gibbs, the Yankee catcher here in the second game, and Stan Bounce for the pitcher. Lifetime against the Tigers. Stan Bonson has won three and lost two. Bonson checks Stanley off first. Here it comes. There it goes. Line drive in the left field. White coming on, coming on. He makes the catch. Falls to his knees, gets up. Throws the ball into Gene Michael. And back to first base goes Mickey Stanley. So Gates Brown hits it on the nose, but right to Roy White. One out, a runner on, a runner in. And Norm Cash to bat it. Cash batting 253. 12 homers, one triple, and 11 doubles. Cash in the first game went 0 for 3, but he had a base on ball. And he also had a base hit. He had a base hit in the eighth inning, so he was 1 for 3, plus a walk, plus an outstanding defensive play. Stan Bonson, Jack Stanley, delivers a curve low and inside for ball one. One ball and no strike. Tigers won the opener two to one. They lead here by a score of one to nothing in the top of the first inning. One ball and no strikes to count the Norm Cash. Bonson goes to the belt. Pitch curve ball, low and outside for ball two. Two balls and no strikes. Two and out of cash. Mickey Stanley with the lead off first. Sponsored to the belt. Here it comes. Low and outside. Three and all. Three and out of cash. The 3 0 delivery. Low for ball four. And Cash throws the base on ball. The second walk off Bonson. Down to second base goes Mickey Stanley. And out of the Yankee dugout comes Ralph House. House makes his first appearance on the field tonight, aside from bringing out the scorecard. Mel Stolomeyer went all the way in the opener, but was a loser by a score of two to one.
Russ Nagelson will be the batter. He was picked up from Cleveland along with Billy Rohr in exchange for Fred Lasher, and that was back on May the 22nd. Nagelson is only hitting 147. He's had one homer and one double. Nagelson, a left-handed batter. First and second and one out for the Tigers. They've got a run-in on Dalton Jones' home run, his third of the year. As the stretch by Bonson, he delivers on the outside corner of the cross, strike one. No balls and one strike. 0-1 the count on Nagelson. Bonson goes to the bell, checks the runners. Both have good leads. Still checking. Now he delivers. Fastball low for a ball, and it's one and one. On second base, Stanley on first base cast. There's one out and a run in on Dalton Jones's home run. So Rizzuto has joined us. Oh, that was a hard break of that first ball game. It's a shame because uh, though Mel Stoudemire struggled in the first four innings, he came on strong. Would have been a big win. Pitch is hit on the ground out to Horace Block at second. Over to Michael for one. The real at first, not in time at first. Runners on first and third and two out. So two outs for the Tigers. Over to third base is Mickey Stanley. Cash is the race on the fourth play. And safe at first is Nagelson. Stanley on third. Nagelson on first. Two outs. And the batter is Don Worth. Worth batting 249. First game he was one for four. Bonson to the belt. He delivers fastball foul to the screen. Strike one. No balls in one strike. Tigers one. Yankees nothing in the top of the first of the nightcap. First game to Detroit. Two to one. Dan Bonson checks the runners off first and third. The pitch fastball hit in the end of short right field. Bluffley coming on. He won't get it. It's in there for a base hit. In the score from Mickey Stanley. Over to third goes Nagelson. Bluffley throw to Horace Clark. Two to nothing, Tigers. So an RBI for Worth. That'll be his 24th of the season. The Tigers quickly off to a two to nothing lead. And it brings up their catcher, Jim Price. Price with a batting average of 197. He's only had four RBIs, but he's only been up 61 times. He's had one homer and two doubles. Price the batter with runners on first and third and two out. Bonson looks in to get the sign. Stan goes to the belt. Here's the pitch. Hit on the ground. Wide of third. Kenny over. Can't get it. Michael has a throw to second. Out. Oh, a beautiful play by Michael. What a play by Gene Michael. Deep in the hole. And he's been playing a fine shortstop of the ball game tonight after having a bit of a rough series out in Cleveland. However, the Tigers get two runs on two hits. No errors and two men left. At the end of the half inning of the nightcap, Detroit 2 and the Yankees coming up.
Recently, you may have received a new credit card through the mail. Across the top is the name Arco, A-R-C-O. You may have noticed the name Atlantic on the card in smaller type. This new Arco card is the same as the old Atlantic credit card. Your new Arco credit card is good for all the things you get at your Atlantic service station, plus some new things. After Richfield and Atlantic merged to form the Atlantic Richfield Company, it seemed to make sense to have one national credit card honored at thousands of service stations from coast to coast. The name chosen was Arco. This new card has lots of friends. It'll pay for your rental car at Hertz or your food and lodging at any Ramada or Treadway Inn, Hyatt House Motel, Hyatt Lodge, Travel Lodge, Friendship Inn, Emmons Walker Inns Incorporated, or Superior Motel. All these people now just have one name to remember. Arco. Myself. What'd you do, get stuck on a name, Phil? A name or what? I can't. With my glasses, I don't know what that says. It looks like P-I-R... Peter Persh, that's what it is. It's a pretty good Peter name for a Persh. riddle, isn't it? Yes, it is. Like he picked a pack of uh, pickled peppers. Can you say that? <laughs> oh, no, I can't. I can't even say Peter Persh. <laughs> All right, we're all set for the bottom half of the first inning. Two to nothing, the Tigers lead the Yankees. All right, Clark set to lead it off. Yankees looking for a little bit of life now as they come to bat in the bottom of the first inning. Went down quietly in the first game, two to one. Hadn't had a hit since the fourth inning of that first game. First pitch to Horace Clark from Necro is outside for ball one. Joe Necro on the mound. And he well remembers Horace Clark. He got the only hit off him, and it came in the ninth inning out of Tiger Stadium. The windup and the pitch. Low for a ball. Two balls and no strikes. Tigers leading two to nothing in the first inning of the second game. Two balls and no strikes to Horace Clark. Necro into the windup. And the pitch. Clark swings in a high Baltimore chop. First base side going foul and picked up by Necro. Two and one the count to Clark. Tigers won their first game of the Yankee Stadium season in the opener after the Yankees won the only two games played the way back in the beginning of the season. And then we lost the doubleheader to the Rain. That was back on... Let's see, was it in May? Yes, it was. May 17th. Two balls and one strike to count to Horace Clark. So the Yankees have to win this to get back in the second place. The windup and the pitch to Clark. Swing and a little bounce to first base side. Necro off the bat will have to hurry to throw out at first. Nice play by Necro and there's one out. So Horace Clark. Bounces out on a two-and-one pitch. It'll bring up Jake Gibbs, the Yankees catcher. Gibbs batting 254, three homers, one triple, and three doubles. And Phil Rizzuto has some light. Does it still look like Peter Kirsch? Now it does, yes. Peter Kirsch. There it is, P-I-R-S-C-H. You know, I thought it was a joke when Bill came, but that, that name is quite a name there. The Frivolous Sound Volunteers from Poughkeepsie. Peter Kirsch from Poughkeepsie. Oh, wait, no, it's no Peter Persh isn't there. The fire truck is named Peter Persh. 
Oh, the pitch is low for ball one. One ball and no, no strike. No, not the pitch is low. Peter Persh. <laughs> one ball and no strike to Jacob. Bottom half of the first inning. Tigers leading two to nothing. The lineup by Necro. Here it comes. It's low and it's two balls and no strike. The fire truck had to be named after somebody, didn't it? I think after Peter Persh, <laughs> Bob. <laughs> Bill's going to be a master at that the next time he gets that one to read. I want to see Frank Messer. Frank hasn't seen it yet. We'll have to flip that one to him one of these innings. Two balls to no strikes. The windup and the pitch in there for the call strike. You know, we had those other ones for so long that you could almost do them from memory. That's right. That's what I thought this was. I picked it up nonchalantly, you know, and I started. <laughs> Forget it. Two and one the count to give. The windup and Necro's pitch. Pop foul onto the screen. It's two and two. Tigers won the opener two to one. They lead here two to nothing in the bottom half of the first inning. Two balls, two strikes, and Jake Gibbs with one out. Necro into the windup. The 2-2 pitch. Curveball lined in the left field for a base hit. Jake just stroked that one right over third base. Picked up by Gates Brown. He throws it in the second on the fly. And Jake Gibbs hustles back to first. Jake Gibbs with a line drive base hit. The first Yankee hit of this second game. And that first hit since the fourth inning of the opener. And Bobby Mercer steps in. Bobby batting 247. Bobby in the first game went 0 for 3, also had a base on ball. So Bobby gets to see a right-handed pitcher for the first time in a while. He saw Sam McDowell last night and Mike Kilkenny in the first game. The stretch and the pitch, Bobby takes outside for ball one. One ball and no strike. Cleveland beat Baltimore 4 to nothing in the first game of that Twinider. Here the Tigers beat the Yankees 2 to 1. 1 and 0 to Bobby Mercer. As the stretch and the pitch. Mercer takes outside the ball, too. Two balls and no strike. Jake Gibbs with the leadoff first. One out, bottom half of the first inning. The stretch. Here it comes, in there for the called strike. Just above the knees, he didn't give Mercer a fat pitch to an but he got her over. Two balls and one strike. Necro overall has a record of 10 wins and 9 losses. 1-1 one and one against the Yankees, and that's his lifetime mark. The 2-1 pitch on its way, fouls back to the screen. It's all even at two balls and two strikes. Joe Necro last year was with the Cubs and the San Diego Padres. He was traded to the Tigers for pitcher Pat Dobson and infielder Dave Campbell. And he's done the job. Last year he was 8 and 18 in the National League. Yeah, before that he had a good mark of 14 and 10. The 2 2 pitch. Mercer swings, pops it up foul. This will be out of play down the left field line. Ball coming back and into the upper deck. 
Uh-oh, here comes the Kurt Bluffery sign out of the upper deck. Had a huge sign up there for Kurt Bluffery. And it just broke loose, and it's hanging out of the upper deck. That has got to be one of the biggest signs I've ever seen. There's something about Kurt Bluffery. Two balls, two strikes, the stretch and the pitch. Low for ball three, and it's three and two. Half of the sign is now on the screen, and the other half is hanging down. I hope it's not in front of the TV camera, so you won't be able to see anything. Now they're pulling it back up from up above. Anybody behind that, you couldn't see, uh, see the ball game. Three balls and two strikes. Gibbs off first with one out. Throw to first, Gibbs gets back. As the stretch. Throw to first, no dice. Now Bobby Mercer goes for a walk outside the batter spot. Tigers the opener, two to one. This one they lead two to nothing in the bottom of the first inning. Three and two to Mercer. Gibbs on at first with one out. Roy White on deck. Here's the stretch. There goes Gibbs. The pitch outside for ball four. So Jake can take it easy. Goes in the second base standing as Bobby Mercer draws the base on ball. Roy White will be the batter. Been a long time since he's been below the 300 mark, but he is right now. Roy batting 298, 13 homers, three triples, and 23 doubles. The Yankees with runners on first and second, one out, bottom half of the first inning. Roy was 0 for 4 in the first game, but he gave it the big bit on a long fly to right that almost tied it up. In the sixth inning, K-Line made a fine catch on it. The first pitch to Roy, curveball in there for the call strike one. No balls at one strike. Last time Roy White was below the 300 mark was on April the 12th. This is the fourth game of the season. No balls in one strike. Bill Kane with all the statistics. Never thought he'd have that one. The stretch and the pitch. Low for a ball and it's one and one. Jake Gibbs on second. Bobby Mercer on first. One out. Bottom half of the first inning. Two to nothing Tigers after they won the opener two to one. The pitch to White, curve is low, and it's two balls and one strike. On deck is Pete Ward. Now Jim Price walks the ball halfway out to the mound and then flips it to Negro. Two and one, the count to Roy White. Yankees trying to get even here in the bottom of the first inning and get even in the second game. Gibbs with a good lead off second. Mercer also off first. Two and one the count to White. Here's the pitch. Swung a long drive at the right field. This one is high. Four and gone. Home run.
Well, that puts Roy White back to the 300 mark, mighty fast. Batting average back to 300 and home run number 14. And he now has 66 RBIs. And the Yankees lead it 3-2. Here's Pete Ward. A pitch to Pete is outside for ball one. Ward is batting 250. And last night he laid down a beautiful bunt in the ball game at Cleveland that hit third base. Three to two Yankees, and we've had more scoring in the first inning than we had in the entire first game. The Tigers winning that two to one. The one oh pitch. High and it's two balls and no strikes. 2-0 the count to Pete Ward. So Nico got Horace Clark, but then he gave up a single to Gibbs, a walk to Mercer, and a home run to Roy White. Two balls and no strikes to Pete Ward. A wind-up. Here it comes. Inside of three balls and no strikes. So Nico pitched a one-hitter against the Yankees the last time. Having his troubles in the first inning this time. 3 0 the count, the windup, and the pitch. On the corner for the call strike. Got the outside corner. Three balls and one strike to Pete Ward. The windup, here it comes. Outside for ball four, and the Pete Ward draws the base on ball. And here comes Mayo Smith out of the Tigers' dugout. So in the first game, neither manager had to come out and talk to the pitchers. And here in the second game, we've seen both managers here in the first inning. This game has had a little more excitement already than the first game, Phil. You know, it's a strange thing, Bob. Very seldom do you get two well-pitched games in a doubleheader. The first game, the pitching dominated when young uh, Mike Kilkenny... Uh, bested Mel Stottlemyre in a real pitcher's duel, two to one. And then always, it seems, in the second game, for some reason or other, it's a slugfest. And as you say, we've already scored many more runs in this game than we scored in the whole first game. And I'm not sure whether he's taking them out or not. It doesn't look like it. No, he's going to let him stay in there. Good. Mayo Smith a little upset. He was hitching his belt up. This is a battle for second place. Yankees got to win this to regain it. And Kurt Bluffrey will be the batter. Runner on first, one out, three runs in for the Yankees, and they lead three to two in the bottom half of the first inning. Pete Ward on first with one out, and Bluffrey steps in. Bluffrey batting 214. Nico to the belt. The pitch to Kurt, low for ball one. One ball and no strike. One and the count on Bluffrey. Tigers the opener, two to one. Yankees lead here, three to two, but we're only in the first inning. One ball and no strikes to count to Bluffrey. Necro with a stretch. Ward dancing away the pitch. Hit in the air, deep to right center field. Stanley going back, turns under it, and he makes the catch. Lobs it in the second base. Leslie got good one on it, but he hit it to right center field. And there are two outs. 
Two outs for the Yankees. T. Ward back to first base. And Jerry Kenny will be getting his first at-bat of the evening. Kenny with a batting average of 207. He's not playing in the first game. Yankees leading it 3-2. Here in the first inning, we had a leadoff home run by Dalton Jones for the Tigers and a three-run shot by Roy White of the Yankees. The stretch. That first pitch to Kenny. Low for ball one. One ball and no strike. Jerry batting 207. And Phil Rizzuto has a lavender flower to go with his lavender pen. <laughs> All right, Robert. The pitch fouled off. Coming back towards the press box and back on the screen. One ball on one strike. Where did you ever get that? Well, that's really not mine. I think somebody gave it to Frank Messer. Somebody's in love with him. <laughs> one ball on one strike. Yankees three and the Tigers two, bottom of the first. Tigers won the opener two to one. Here's the stretch. The pitch. Kenny takes strike called on a curveball. It's one ball and two strikes. Been a long first inning of the nightcap. They held up the second game until about 8 o'clock. First game was over about 7.25. One ball and two strikes. The lead by Ward. The pitch to Kenny. Swung on and fouled. Back just below the press box. It onto the screen again. One and two. One and two the count. Here's the stretch. The pitch to Kenny. Slow curve is high and it's two and two. Two balls and two strikes. Baltimore scored three runs in the top half of the second inning at Cleveland. That's Harden against Dunning. The Indians won the first one, four to nothing. The stretch and the pitch inside for a ball. Three balls and two strikes to Jerry Kenny. Pete Ward on at first with two outs. And the Yankees leading at three to two. to the count. Wall will be off and running. There he goes. The pitch is. Strike three called and the side's retired. And Kenny didn't like the call. He says so to John Rice, the home plate umpire. Jerry is called out on strike. But the Yankees get three runs on two hits. There were no errors and a man left. And Kenny is still drawing away with Rice. Now Dick Hauser comes down and steps right in between them. And leads Jerry Kenny by the hand back to the dugout. The score at the end of one, the Yankees three and the Tigers two. Right now, Chevrolet dealers are back on Chevrolet Saving Stock. Before we go along any further right now, let's pause for station identification. This is Harry Downey bringing the Upside Downey game your way weekdays 10 to 3 here on the Fresh Air Sound of Radio 81 WGY Schenectady. Both Bonson and Negro have been treated rather roughly in the first inning. So let's see, as they go back and take their rest, whether things will be different. Bob? All right, on we go to the top half of the second inning. Yankees leading at 3-2. Gutierrez, Negro, and Dalton Jones will be the batter. Bonson into his windup. Out in the pitch. 
outside with the curve ball for ball one, and Jerry Kenny was racing in from third as Gutierrez fluffed the bunt. One ball and no strike. Yankees three and the Tigers two, but the Tigers won the opener two to one. The pitch is hit in the air out towards right field. Bleffrey in his track, backing up a little bit, catches it head high, and there's one out. Gutierrez flies out to right field for the first out of the top of the second. It'll bring up Joe Necro, the pitcher. Necro is batting 149. He's had seven base hits and 47 at-bats, and one of the hits was for a triple, two of them for a double. One out, top of the second. Yankees leading 3-2 to two after the Tigers won the opener 2-1. to one. Each team has had two hits. Bounce and wind. Kick delivered. Swing and a miss, strike one. Necro swung over that one. No balls and one strike. Bounce it into the windup. Delivers again. Necro takes high for a ball. It's one and one. One ball and one strike. The 1-1 pitch hit on the ground back through the box and into center field for a base hit. Up with the ball is Bobby Mercer. He throws on in the second. And Joe Necro, the pitcher, comes up with his eighth base hit of the season. So Necro is on and he wants his warm-up jacket. Tigers have a base runner with one out, and Dalton Jones, who had his third homer of the season to start off the ball game, steps in. First pitch to Jones is low for ball one. One ball and no strike. Necro not taking much of a lead at all. He's got about a one-yard lead. Here's the pitch. Low for ball, two balls and no strike. Yankees three and the Tigers two, top half of the second inning. Necro leads off the 2-0 pitch. Outside, three balls and no strike. Bonson walked a couple in the first inning, now in danger of his third walk of the ball game. Mickey Stanley is on deck. The little consolation to face the Tigers without K-Line in the batting order, though. He's being rested in this nightcap. The pitch is over for a called strike three and one. But I'd imagine he could be a pretty good threat as a pinch hitter later on in the ball game. Three balls and one strike to Dalton Jones. Dan Bonson checks Necro. Here it comes. Low for ball four, and Jones draws the base on ball. That's the third one given up by Stan Bonson, and an inning and a third. And it'll bring up Mickey Stanley, who drew the first walk off Bonson. It came on the three and two pitch of the first inning. So with one out here in the second inning, Necro has walked, Jones has walked after Necro's single. First and second with one out, and Mickey Stanley the batter. 
Mickey Stanley steps in. Necro on at second, Jones on at first, and now Stanley steps out as Bobson was taking too long for him. Stanley batting 268. Mickey's had 10 home runs. He had a good first game. He had a double and a triple and scored both Tiger runs. Bounces to the belt. The pitch curved low in the dirt for ball one. Nice block by Jake Gibbs. One ball and no strikes. And now we have some activity out in the Yankee bullpen. Neither manager went to the bullpen in the first game. Both managers have had the bullpen up already in this one. Bonson stretches and the pitch. Curve in there for the call strike. That was a beauty. One ball and one strike. Yankees leading 3-2 to two after the Tigers won the opener 2-1. to one. The pitch is low for a ball. 2-1. Whatever breeze we have here at the stadium right now, blowing out towards left field. A very comfortable night for baseball. Looks as if the good weather followed us right along. We had it pleasant uh, after the first day in Milwaukee. Certainly nice in Cleveland and now nice here in New York. The 2-1 pitch is inside the 3-1. That play jumping around on Stan Bonson. Three balls and one strike. On deck is Gates Brown. Mickey Stanley, the center fielder up there. Three and one, Bonson stretches. The pitch, hit on the ground, back over Bonson, draws in the center field for a base hit. Nick Roll around third, he'll score. Going on the third base is Jones, the throw cut off by Ward. And their runners on first and third in a tie ball game. Stan Bonson just missed that ball. Was well hit up the middle, but he almost slagged it down. Went right over his glove and kept right on going in the center field. And Ralph House is out of the Yankee dugout. This is his second time out. But not the second time in this inning. But he's going to make the change anyhow. And he wants a left-hander. So Mickey Stanley has single to tie up the ball game. Jones is on third, Stanley on first with one out. And it looks as if it's Steve Hamilton, and this is quite early for Steve Hamilton in the ballgame. Well, I think right now with uh, two left-hand hitters, actually three in a row, schedule of that, Ralph Hogg wants to get out of this inning, and uh, Steve, he, as everyone knows, is a short relief man. And what Ralph will probably do, get out of this jam, or hope to get out of this jam, and then pinch hit maybe for Steve Hamilton. I've often uh, thought of the possibility of letting Hamilton, let's say, pitch to the left-handed batters and then putting him someplace on the field. And Ralph has said that he's been, like, tempted so often, but he says there's always one man out of place. Like, he's always one lefty or one right-handed uh, hitter away. I don't think he'd do it this early in the ballgame, but Hamilton is so effective against the lefty that you have to think about it. You know something, Bob? I mentioned that same thing down to him when I was talking to him between games. Uh, interviewing him, and he said he gets a little upset when people say that, well, we know you can get left-handers out, but you have trouble against right-handers. And he said it's uh, it's something that has stuck with him because he does get left-handers out so well 
they weigh that against the way he pitches against right-handers. And he said, if you check the record, you'll see that he does as well against right-hand hitters as other pitchers, not as well as he does against left-hand batters naturally, but he's so great getting them out. But he just gets a little upset when they say, well, you can't get right-handers out. Uh, he's been getting them out and getting them out well all year, but as you say, he's been tremendous against the left-handers. Now, wait a minute. Gates Brown is heading back to the dugout. And we'll wait and see what happens. Ike Brown will be the pinch hitter. Pinch hitting for Gates Brown. Well, all we got to do is change first names and leave yeah. them right in there. What was the old Gates and Ike? They look alike, they swing alike? No, it wasn't Gates <laughs> and Ike, it was Mike no. and Ike. <laughs> Not too many people with the name of Gates. Ike Brown will be the pitch hitter. <laughs> so Gates Brown will be the pinch hitter. Boy, for early in the ball game, we have a short release pitcher and a pinch hitter. Some fans may be wondering about Horton. Willie Horton is on the disabled list. He was uh, injured, I guess, when we were out in California. So they do not have Willie Horton, and the Yankees are happy about that. Not happy for Willie's sake, but he has been murdered on Yankee pitching. Here's Gates Brown. 3-3 three, three the score. First and third and one out. Second inning. The stretch. The pitch. Swing and a miss, strike one. Gates Brown is batting 271. He has two doubles and two home runs. No balls in one strike. Hamilton goes to the belt. Fastball inside low, and it's one and one on Ike Brown. So Gates Brown only got off once, and he lined out to left field. Three through the score, top of the second. Tigers won the opener two to one. The pitch, swung on, hit on the ground, throw down the first baseline. The players to the plate and safe at home. Pete Ward was slow getting rid of that ball. Seemed to hesitate for just a second. There was no slide at home plate. Pete seemed to hesitate, Phil. He did. He didn't think he had a chance for the runner at home, and then was surprised to see him so far from the plate. And that slight hesitation cost the Yankees a run. Now they trail four to three. That'll be a fielder's choice. The fielder's choice, and they give Ike Brown an RBI. Dalton Jones scored from third. Down the second goes Mickey Stanley, and Ike Brown is safe at first. Now the left-handed batter is Norm Cash. Little dribbler down the first baseline. Here's the pitch. Curve is in there for the called strike one. No balls in one strike. So the Tigers lead four to three in the top half of the second inning. No balls in one strike. Hamilton to the belt. Delivers the curve outside for a ball and it's one and one. Steve Hamilton with a record of four wins and three losses. An earned run average of 2.25. 
Tigers four, Yankees three. Top half of the second inning. There's the stretch. And the pitch. Curveball is outside. Two balls and one strike. Tigers won the opener two to one. We've had wild scoring in this one. Tigers got two in the first. Yankees three in the bottom of the first. Tigers two here in the top of the second. And they're still at it. First and second, one out. Two and one to count on catch. As the stretch and the pitch. Swing and a miss, and it's two and two. Two balls and two strikes. On that play to the play, Jones never did bother to slide, and they almost had him after all, even after the hesitation. I said that Jake uh, could have really given him a dirty play. They'd given him a hip, and he'd have been up in the seat. Two-two pitch is low for ball three. Three and two the count. Ross Nagelson is on deck. Three balls, two strikes. We'll see if the runners are going. Stanley and Ike Brown. As the stretch. They're not going to pitch. Hit on the ground, slowly foul outside of first. And the count holds at three and two. Three balls and two strikes to Norm Cash. Cash walked his first time up. The stretch and the pitch. Swing and a foul ball back to the screen. It holds a three and two. He bounced that one back. He just couldn't get a piece of it. Three balls and two strikes. You know, it's funny we're talking about Hamilton uh, and right-hand batters. Well, he fooled Ike Brown so badly that it turned out he fooled him too much. He hit it off the end of the bat, and it was hit so slowly the run scored. Doesn't show in the box scores, but Steve did his job. He just got a bad break. Here's the stretch and the pitch. Low for ball four, so Cash draws the base on ball. And the bases are loaded with one out. Mickey Stanley goes to third. Ike Brown goes to second. Norm Cash goes to first. And the battle will be Russ Nagelson. Nagelson grounded into a fourth play his first time up by hitting a ground ball to Horace Clark. Nagelson came in only batting 147. So another lefty for Steve Hamilton to face. But after this, he runs out of lefties with uh, Don Worth's schedule. The wind up in the pitch. High for ball one. One ball and no strike. Tigers have them loaded. Here's the pitch. Swinging a high pop-up. Maybe playable. Coming back is Gibbs. It's going to be close right to the screen. Can't get it on the screen. One and one. Jake was ready to climb the screen for that one. What a spot for a pop-up with the bases loaded. But it was back on the screen. One ball and one strike. Yankee outfield the second game. Roy White, Bobby Mercer, and Kurt Leffrey, and they're pulled way around for Russ Nagelson. Tigers have the bases loaded. They lead 4-3 to three in the second inning of the nightcap. They won the opener 2-1. to one. one ball, one strike, one out. Hamilton, the windup, and the pitch. Curve, strike two, a beauty. One ball and two strikes. 
Now a new supply of baseballs is brought out to plate umpire John Rice. Rice is the home plate umpire. Marty Springstead at first, Larry Barnett at second, and Larry Knapp around at third. Strike three swinging, and Hamilton gets a big strikeout. So he strikes out Nagelson after walking Cash. Two outs for the Tigers, and Don Wood will be the batter. And it looks as if Hamilton will stay on the mound to pitch the work. Tigers leading four to three, top half of the second inning. John Wood got a base hit to drive it a run in the first inning. Hamilton delivers, low for ball one, one ball and no strike. So this is the second right-handed batter that he's had to face, the other one being Ike Brown. Pitches hit in the air, deep to left, right going back, back to the warning path, to the fence, he's got it, the side retired. And that in many ballparks is a grand slam homer, but it's a big out. For the Tigers to the top half of the second inning, they regain the lead. As they scored two runs, they had two hits. There were no errors and three left. At the end of an inning and a half, the Tigers four and the Yankees three. You'll enjoy seeing the rare imported antelope in the new African exhibit. Besides petting and feeding the many animals at the game farm, you may go for a train ride in the colorful bird area where there is a large modern cafeteria serving delicious hot and cold meals. If you're nature-minded, don't miss the wildlife art gallery with many beautiful animal paintings. There are so many enjoyable things to see at the Catskill Game Farm. Be sure to visit it someday this week. It's located two miles off Route 32 south of Cairo, New York. See all the game, go wild and pain at the Catskill Game Farm. Looks like that Ike Brown's going to stay in left field, uh, Bob. So all we got to do is keep the name Ike there and leave Brown in left field. And uh, Ike, as uh, far as I know, I haven't seen him in the, the outfield. I know he's played a lot of second and third base for the Tigers. Well, he gets his chance in the outfield. Of course, uh, they still have K-Line. They could have put in there. But they're giving K-Line a rest. He's been in the big league for 18 years, 35 years old. And probably the only time we'll see him would be at a pinch hitting roll or later on in the ball game. All right, Gene Michael is trying to get things going for the Yankees as we go to the bottom of the second. Four to three, the Tigers lead it. Detroit, the winner in the first game, two to one as Kilkenny bested Mel Stolomar. The windup and the pitch. Michael takes in there for the call strike. So Necro has been given a reprieve after that three-run home on the first inning by Roy White. No balls and one strike. The windup and the pitch. Michael hit the line drive to first base from Cash, one out. 
One up and one down. And he'll bring up the Yankee pitcher, Steve Hamilton. Oh, Stan Bouncer never did get a chance to bat in the ball game. Hamilton has had only five at-bats this year and no base hit. Four to three, the Tigers lead it. Bottom half of the second inning. Big Steve, the left-handed batter. The pitch for Nick Rowe in there for the call strike. And Hamilton thought it was below his knees. He's got some pretty tall knees. Used to be a basketball player for the old Minneapolis Lakers. No balls and one strike. The wind-up and the pitch. Swing and a broken bat. Oh, oh. back to Nico, who made the play. The throw to first for the second out. He got that one backhanded between his legs. Absolutely. Oh, we've got to get a replay on that on TV. That was beautiful. It was a broken bat by Hamilton. The ball went back to the mound. And somehow, Nick had his legs all tangled up. The ball went right between his legs. But he was cross-legged at the time. Stuck down the glove and had the ball. Two outs. Phil still looking for his replay. Two outs and Horace Clark will be the batter. Horace Clark steps in. Clark bounced to the mound in the first inning. Four to three, the Tigers lead it. The windup. The pitch to Clark, he's taking all the way, and it's low for ball one. One ball and no strike. One and know the count. The windup and the pitch to Clark. Swung on and rocked foul outside of first. One and one. Scramble for the baseball. Nobody wound up with it. One and one the count. How far? Tigers leading four to three. Second inning of the nightcap. They won the opener two to one. The windup. Here it comes. It's outside and it's two balls and one strike. After Horace Clark made out in the first inning, a single by Gibbs, a walk to Mercer, a three-run homer by Roy White. Two and one the count. Necro goes into the windup. He delivers. Slow curve high and outside. Three and one to Horace Clark. Jake Gibbs on deck. Big ball game for these two teams. The winner goes into second place right now. It's the Tigers by a half game over the Yankees. Three and one, the windup and the pitch. Clark takes high for ball four. So Horace trots on down the first. It's the third walk for the Yankees. And we'll bring up Jake Gibbs. Gibbs going to base hit the left field to get the Yankees going in the first inning. Jake, who failed to hit a home run last year, has hit three home runs this year. He also has one triple and three doubles. The stretch by Necro. Go to first, and Horace Clark gets back. Necro fires to first. No dice. Horace back with the belly whopper. Horace ducks off. Necro steps off. 
All right, Clark back with his big lead. Necro to the belt. First pitch to Jake Gibbs. Fastball accidentally hit foul outside of first strike one. No balls and one strike. Jake was trying to check a swing on that. Oh, and one the count to Gibbs. Gibbs will be doing a lot of catching for the Yankees for the next two weeks. Munster will have his military reserve duty. Oh, and one the count on Jake. Four to three, the Tigers lead it. We're on the bottom half of the second inning. The lead by Clark, a throw over there, and Horace is back. Horace has 12 stolen bases. Two outs, he's got a big lead. The stretch, another throw, he gets back. be a long nightcap played about an hour but it's been a lot of excitement four to three the Tigers lead it to the belt goes Necro the pitch Gibbs it's a long drive it's a home run if it's fair it is serving foul way back into the upper deck no balls and two strikes Mayo Smith going for a drink of water over in the Tiger dugout Oh, and two, the count on Gibbs. Horace Clark on it first, two out. The stretch, the pitch to Jake. Line drive hit down in the left field corner for a base hit. Clark around second, digging for third. Down up with the ball in the corner. Clark to third, they hold him up. Nice play by Ike Brown, who went in to play left field. The whole line to a double. Not so much the kid gives his second to the stop, the very fleet-footed Horace Clark from scoring. Jake just reached out and pumped that ball down the left field line. They were playing him over that way. So actually, Ike Brown had a head start on the ball. They did not, as a rule, play Gibbs as a pull hitter. There was a case where Gibbs did pull the ball into the upper deck, and then he hit one the opposite way. Well, that's the stroke to have. A lot of pitchers will uh, hang one inside, see him pull, pitch outside. Might fool some hitters, but Jake is as good going to left field as any left-hand hitter on the Yankees. So the Yankees have a life here in the second inning with two outs, a walk the clock, a double by Jake in. And here comes Mayo Smith out of the dugout. We told you he went for a long drink of water after Gibbs hit that long foul. is in no hurry to get out to the mound. Nitro has been hit well for three base hits. Home run, a double, and a single, and that's all. He's had it. So Jake Gibbs got two out of the three hits off Nitro, and he leaves the ball game with the Tigers leading it four to three. Right now on Yankee Baseball, let's pause the station identification. This is Steve Fitz, your contact host. Call us weeknights from 8 to midnight here on the fresh air sound of Radio 81, WGY Schenectady. Looks like we're going to have a left-hander coming on, which will not be anything new for Bobby Mercer, who will be the scheduled batter to face the new pitcher coming on. Well, Bobby's getting more than his share of left-hand pitches to bat against this year. 
Well, let's see. It looks like it could be Hiller. It's hard to see. Uh, let's see. Long, thin sideburns. Does that help, Bill Kane? Number 18, John Hiller. Very good. <laughs> Got to be lucky once in a while, Bob. But anyway, Hiller is not the type left-hand pitcher to give left-hand batters uh, that much trouble. In other words, he doesn't come that side on like Steve Hamilton does. Hiller is making his 31st appearance of the year, and he has won five and lost three. He actually started one game for the Tigers this year. All the rest have been in relief. Has an earned run average of 3.06. Not bad, not good. About good enough to keep you in there. He'll get his warm-up pitches and then have to face Bobby Mercer. And as we said, Bobby really facing his share of left-hand hitters. Let's see what Bobby did in the first game. He was 0 for 3, had one walk while he was in there. So as Bob said, it's going to be a wild and woolly ball game after that first one, a fine pitching goal between Mike Kilkenny, who uh, the young left-hander was the winner against Mel Stottlemyre. And now this one, already 4-3. to three. We're in the bottom of the second, two outs. But the Yankees threatening with Jake Gibbs at second and Horace Clark at third. And Bobby Mercer, the batter. Meanwhile, as we told you in that first game uh, out of Cleveland, the Indians behind Dean Chance shut out Baltimore, but in the second game, Baltimore scored three times. And uh, at the end of two innings, they lead Cleveland three to nothing in that second game. We'll give you all the scores of all the other games at the end of the third inning. Right now, Mercer ready, the Tigers ready, and so is our Bob Gamir. All right, so Bobby Mercer steps in. First base is open. Gibbs is on second. Hard clock is on third. Tigers leading at four to three after winning the opener three to one. Here's the windup. The first pitch to Mercer is low for ball one. Might have been a little outside. One ball and no strike. Joe Necro pitched one and three-thirds innings. He's given up three runs to two runners of his responsibility. Only three hits. The walks got him in trouble. He gave up three walks. One and oh the count. The stretch. The pitch to Bobby Mercer. Third in there for the call strike. It's one and one. Bobby Mercer drew a walk on a three and two pitch in the first inning. Four to three, Detroit leading the nightcap after winning the opener two to one. We're only in the second inning. The stretch. And the pitch. Mercer swings and misses. Strike two. One ball and two strikes. But he didn't get close to that one. One and two, the count on Mercer. Final national league score. The Pirates beat the Phillies four to nothing in the first game of the doubleheader. One ball and two strikes. That'll keep the Pirates in first place. Here's the stretch. Hiller delivers. Mercer takes high and it's two and two. Two balls and two strikes. John Hiller looks in to get the sign from Jim Price. Hiller brings it to the belt. Here's the pitch. 
Swing and a foul ball to the Tiger dugout. And that bounces around the dugout. Never did get back out, but we could see it in two different places bouncing around. Two balls and two strikes. Now they throw it out of there. Cleveland got a run in the bottom of the third. It's Baltimore three and Cleveland one after three. Two balls, two strikes, and two outs. The stretch and the pitch. Swing and a miss, strike three on the side retire. No runs, one hit, no errors, and two outs. At the end of two, it's the Tigers four and the Yankees three. Yankees are proud to announce that all you fans in the Utica metro area can now make your ticket reservations for Yankee ball games as a service of Ball's Card Store, located on the busy corner in downtown Utica at Lafayette Street. Stop in at Ball's and they'll be happy to take care of reservations from one to, well, you name it. By mail, just drop your ticket order and check to owner Dick Malilli in care of Ball's Card Shop, 2 Lafayette Street, Utica, or call Dick at RE3-7005. And attention Yankee fans in the Syracuse area. You too can now make your ticket reservations for Yankee ball games as a service of the Yankees AAA affiliate, the Syracuse Chiefs. If you're attending a game in MacArthur Stadium, you can do it right there at the box office or call Bruce Baker at 474-7833. By mail, just drop your ticket order and check to Bruce Baker, Syracuse Chiefs, MacArthur Stadium, Syracuse, New York. All right, Steve Hamilton. That hand was for Elston Howard who had come out to warm up Steve Hamilton while Jake Gibbs was getting the gear on. Now Jake is back there with all the gear on. Hamilton just about ready to conclude his warm-up. And he'll be pitching at the bottom third of the order. Price, Gutierrez, and the new pitcher, John Hiller. Bob? Well, Phil, they held up the second game a while because the first game ended early, but uh, they went an hour with uh, two innings, but it was yep. exciting baseball. Yes, it was. But by the time the night's over, it may be sorry that we held it up a little. All right, we got set for the top half of the third inning. Tigers leading it 4-3. to three. And it looks as if both ball clubs are going to wind up using a lot of players before this is over. Jim Price steps in. Then into a fourth play to end the first inning. Outstanding player was by Gene Michael. who went way over in the hole to come up with it. Steve Hamilton is the windup. And the pitch. Price takes outside for ball one. Got to watch for the floater any time now. He couldn't throw the folly floater last inning because there were men on base. One ball and no strike. Hamilton winds. The pitch. Curve in there for the call. Strike it. It's one and one. One ball, one strike. Tigers leading 4-3 to three in the third inning of the nightcap. They won the opener 2-1. to one. Steve Hamilton winds. The left-hander throws the floater. Here it comes. Price swings. A high pop-up foul outside of third. Penny over to the railing. He can't get it. In the seats is a strike. One and two. tell you Price was ready to come back and Price almost hit the umpire he went back so far he was really leaning with that pitch all the way and he almost hit it straight up in the air he wanted to hit it so badly and Hamilton really gets the crowd alive with that pitch alright one ball two strikes Hamilton into the windup stops the top fastball swung on and foul 
And that was the Polly Faker. So they call that the Hesitation Hummer. A Hesitation Hummer. Well, what it is is he makes believe that he's going to throw the folly floater and then just whips it in. One and two. Look at Price. Price is going to get the uh, pine tar. One ball and two strikes on him. Price, the first man up here in the third inning. Four to three, the Tigers lead the Yankees. Hamilton made out he was going to throw that blooper pick. You know, people who haven't been following Yankee baseball, we got to always explain it so they don't think we're crazy. <laughs> One and two. Here's the windup. Regular curveball lined over second for a base hit in the center field. So Jim Price gets a base hit as Hamilton was playing it straight on that one and the windup a line drive base hit. He got foul balls on the folly floater and the hesitation hummer. And then he just tried a regular curveball, and Price got a base hit. Here's Cesar Gutierrez, who flying out to right field his first time up. Fans, of course, would love to see Hamilton stay in there and do well. If they get a chance, maybe, to see it next inning again. The pitch to Gutierrez. Hard ground ball foul outside of third, strike one. He was taking the bunt that time, and on the last minute, he stepped back and he swung. No balls and one strike. one to Gutierrez. Tigers leading at four to three, top half of the third inning. The stretch and the pitch. Hit in the air, foul and into the seat. Right field side, hits in the upper deck and back down. No balls and two strikes. Tigers leading four to three, top half of the third inning. Yankees won, or rather the Tigers won the opener two to one. But there's been more excitement in two innings plus in this game than there was in the entire nine innings of the opener. No balls and two strikes to count on Gutierrez. That folly floater is a huge blooper pitch, but Hamilton just throws practically right up in the air, and it just floats down in the vicinity of the plate. Throw to first, getting back is Jim Price. And the hesitation hummer is when he fakes that he's going to do it on the next pitch and then just whips it in fast. No balls and two strikes to Gutierrez. The pitch hit on the ground, foul outside of third. Rover Riesinger, the third base coach, had a dance out of the way of that one. No balls and two strikes. Steve Hamilton checks the runner price. The pitch to Gutierrez hit on the ground foul outside of third again. And it's still no balls and two strikes. Hamilton cannot throw either the folly floater or the hesitation hummer with a man on base. It would be ruled a balk. He got a decision from the league president on that. Oh, Hamilton still gives pretty good reasons why it shouldn't be. Nonetheless, he abides by the decision. He's allowed to throw it with nobody on, but he can't throw it with somebody on base. No balls, two strikes to Gutierrez. Pitcher John Hill is on deck. Here's the pitch. He just reaches out, loops a base hit in the center field. 
Down a second goes Price. He holds on. Gutierrez makes a big turn at first for some reason and then goes back. He just reached out his bat and plunked it in the center field. And the Tigers have back-to-back singles to start off the third inning. And John Hiller will be coming up at an obvious bunt situation. Well, no doubt it'll be the bunt and uh, Hiller, a left-hand batter, He's trying to lay one down, and uh, this should be interesting if he does lay one down. They get a good shot for Price at third base. Price with not too much speed. Well, left-hand pitcher, that bat's right-handed. Gene Michael is coming in to talk to Steve Hamilton about the possibilities here. Tigers have him on again, first and second, and nobody out. They lead four to three in the top half of the third inning. In a wild and woolly nightcap. All right, look where Pete Ward is. He's almost at the plate, the pitch. Low for ball one. One ball and no strike. Jerry Kenny did not come in that, that much. He's anchoring at third. Of course, the idea for Hiller would be to bunt it down towards third, draw Kenny in. The stretch. Squares around, bunts the ball right in front of the plate. Hamilton over to Kenny for one. The throw to first base. Safe at first base. Just missed that big triangle double play. But they get the key man at third base. Jim Price forced at third, and he was out by a mile. Ball bunted right back to Hamilton, right where the Yankees would like it, especially with the left-handed pitcher. He just had to whip it over there. And Kenny alertly threw on the first and just missed. That big Steve bounced around real well for the veteran that he is. One out, and here's Dalton Jones, and they haven't gotten him out yet. He's at a home run and a walk. Didn't hit the walk. He got a walk. The pitch, swing and a miss, strike one. No balls and one strike. Jones, first chance to bat against Hamilton. Tigers leading it four to three. First and second and one out. Jones, a wicked line drive hitter as a rule. Here's the pitch. Curve is outside, it's one and one. Here's a fellow, Phil, a lot of people always thought would really be a good hitter in the big leagues, and somehow he just hasn't reached his potential. It's a strange case, it really is. Uh, the only thing is they have never found a spot for him to play permanently. Right. There was no doubt. They, everybody knew he could hit, but they just couldn't find a spot for him to play. One on one to Jones. The pitch. Swing, line drive, hit deep to right. Luffy going back. He has room. He has the ball. Two outs. Gutierrez tags, goes to third, holding at first is Hiller. Runners on first and third and two outs, and there was another Jones line drive right on the button. All right, two outs, and now Steve Hamilton is one out away from getting out of it here on the top of the third. Tigers got two in the first. The Yankees got three in the first on a home run by Roy White, a three-run blast. Tigers got two in the second. Yankees had second and third in the bottom of the second, but didn't get him in. The Tigers here at first and second, nobody out, but they haven't scored yet. First and third and two out. Gutierrez, who can move, is on third. Hillary can't on first. The pitch outside for ball one. One ball and no strike. Stanley's been tough all night. He's got a walk and single in this game. First game, he had a triple and a double and scored both their runs. The stretch. The pitch. Stanley takes. Just missed the corner. Two balls and no strikes. That didn't miss by an awful lot. 2-0 the count. Fans enjoying the second game. 
Yankee fans would love to see him win it. Pitch hit on the ground, foul, and it's two and one. Phil and I have often debated the merits of uh, those low-scoring games compared to a free-for-all like this. Now, you couldn't say that first game was more exciting than this, could you, Phil? I could, Bob. <laughs> hit on the ground between third and short. It's in the left field for a base hit. Hiller goes to second. Gutierrez is in the score. And that Mickey Stanley has done it again. Two singles and a walk in three innings. He walked in the first, singled in the second, singled here in the third. And that's after scoring both runs following a triple and a double in the first game. Five to three, the Tigers lead it. Ike Brown, the next batter. Ike came up as a pinch hitter for Gates Brown in the second inning. It was the first batter that Hamlin faced. And he hit a little ground ball to first base. Pete Ward hesitated, then threw home, and it was too late. Five to three, the Tigers. They've scored in every inning. Hamilton's pitch. High for ball one. One ball and no strike. Pitches of record right now are Stan Bonson and John Hiller. The stretch and the pitch. Swing and a miss and what a cut he took. One and one. Bonson left with one out in the second inning. Here's the pitch. Curve is in there for the called strike, and it's one and two. The stretcher and the pitch. Swinging a pop-up foul, coming back and onto the screen. One ball and two strikes. Dan Bonson gave up two runs in the first inning on two hits, one of which was a home run by Jones. Second inning, he faced four men. Got one out, two hits and a walk. Pitch a little blooper hit in the center field. Bobby Mercer under it, and he makes the catch of the side retired. Brown did not get good wood on that ball. Actually, didn't get his body behind it. He flies out to center field. However, the Tigers get another run in the third inning. They had three hits, no Yankee errors, and two left. At the end of two and a half, the Tigers five and the Yankees three. Take a tip from Tup. Join the WGY Yankee Booster Club and get in on all the fun and bonuses of being an official WGY Yankee Booster Club member. Here's all you do. WGY is selling GE Solid State FM AM radios for only $9.95, including postage and handling, comparable to $14 in retail stores comes complete with earphones and batteries. Order today. You'll also receive a Yankee membership card, Yankee postcard, and Yankee sticker. Send $9.95. Check or money order to WGY Box 277 Schenectady. That's WGY Box 277 Schenectady. Because of heavy demand, please allow a reasonable time for delivery. Tell the world how you feel about the Yankees. Join the WGY Yankee Booster Club. Speaking of our favorite ball team, let's get back to today's game. Well, I 
that was on the bottom of the third. Detroit leading 5-3. The Tigers have seven hits. The Yankees have three. And for the Yankees, Roy White, who hit the three-run homer in the first inning, will be ready to lead off. Only this time, Roy will be switching around about right-handed against the left-handed John Hiller. And here is Bob. All right, Roy White steps in. He'll get a nice hand following that three-run homer that he hit. First pitch to Roy, swinging a foul back, strike one. No balls and one strike. White hitting an even 300. His average fell below the 300 mark in the first game of the doubleheader for the first time since the fourth game of the season. Pillar delivers. White takes outside for a ball, and it's one and one. Pillar has only started one game in 31 appearances. White loops one beyond second, but going back to make the catch second baseman Dalton Jones, and there's one out. One up and one down. And it brings up Danny Cater, who is going to pinch hit for Pete Ward. Look down and saw Cater, and you more or less expect him because he plays at most ball games. But then I just realized Pete Ward is expected to bat, so Cater is the pinch hitter. Danny Cater to pinch head with one out in the bottom of the third. Five to three, the Tigers later. Cater will probably go in to play first base. Hiller winds and delivers. Outside for ball one. One ball and no strike. Here's the windup and the pitch. Swing and a miss for the call. Strike and it's one and one. One ball, one strike to Danny Cater. Roy White has popped out to start off the bottom of the third. Five to three, the Tigers lead it. First game of the Tigers, two to one. The wind up by Hiller and the pick. Swing and a bounce to the third. Big hop and it stayed with it by Word. His throw to first is in time. Word really stayed with that one. A huge hop and he just smothered it in his chest. And he made the play on Danny Cater. Two out. Well, this has been a very quiet bottom of the third inning. A two up and two down. It brings up Kurt Bluffrey. Bluffrey flat out to center field his first time up. Phil will have a complete rundown on the scores for you after the next out. Five to three, the Tigers lead at bottom of the third. Hiller into the windup and the pitch. High for ball one. One ball and no strike. Hiller doesn't look like the type of relief pitcher who can uh, go all the way from the second inning either. Well, it's just the pitch hit for a long drive to right field. Maybe a little bit too high. Coming in and under it is Northrop. He makes the catch of the side retired. Lefrey got under that ball just a little bit too much. No runs, no hits, no errors, and nobody left. At the end of three, the Tigers five, the Yankees three. For the scores in the next three innings, Phil Rizzuto. Right on the scoreboard, Cleveland shut out the Orioles 4-0. Dean Chance, the winner all the way. Cuellar, the loser. Tony Horton, home in the first with two on, and Greg Nettles in the sixth, his 17th. In the second game at the end of four and a half, it's Baltimore 3, Cleveland 1, Harden against Dunning. 
The Senators lead the Red Sox 3-2 at the end of 7. Hartenstein against Cox. And Mike Andrews got his 11th home run of the year in the third for the Red Sox. The White Sox beat Milwaukee 7-3 this afternoon. Janeski the winner, downing the loser. Bill Melton got his 20th home run of the year for the White Sox. Oakland 3, Kansas City nothing, end of 2. Segee for Oakland. Rooker started, Fitzmaurice in the second. Angels fail to score on the top of the first. Twins batting. Messer Smith against Zepp. The Mets fail to score on the top of the first. Cardinals batting. It's Seavers 16-5 against Nelson Bryles of the Cardinals. Pittsburgh shut out the Phillies 4-0 in the first game. Ellis the winner, Bunning the loser. That game took only one hour and 47 minutes to play. Second game, Phillies scored two in the first. Pirates batting. And at the end of uh, one half inning, it's Phillies two. Pirates nothing. Champion against Dal Canton. Cubs two, Montreal nothing. End of four, Holtzman, ag Holtzman against Morton. The Giants beat Cincinnati 9-3. Reberger the winner. Washburn the loser. Tony Perez got his 32nd home run of the year and now has 100 RBIs on the year. And the first pitch, what a play by Clark, the throw. He dropped it. Oh, he was just ready to call him out. As Norm Cash hit a ground ball over second, Clark made a great backhand stop. His throw would have been in time. A little low. Danny Cater dropped the ball. It'll go as a base hit. A fine effort by Horace Clark. And it's a base hit for Norm Cash, who has now walked twice in singles. And now Russ Nagleton, who bounced to second and struck out. Willie McCovey got his 28th homer of the year with two on for the Giants in that game. Nagleton takes the strike. The Dodgers at L.A. are late to start, and Houston at San Diego are late to start. One strike. The Yankees trailing 5-3. Steve Hamilton in relief of Stan Bonson. Throw to first base and Cash is back. Hamilton's pitch side on Kirk Bonnet. It's a beauty. Kenny up with it. Fires to first just in time. play goes five to three third baseman to the first baseman covering it's a sacrifice beautiful sacrifice by Nagleton it brings up Don Wirt Wirt single to right the drive in a run in the first inning fly to left in the second and I might add fly deep to left with the bases loaded he sent White back on the warning track almost against the fence near the 402 foot sign been a long three innings, Frank Messer. It has, and I'm going to shake you up in just a second. Uh-oh. All right, one out. Word swings, pops it up. It's playable. Jake Gibbs, and look out, Kater. Now Gibbs calls and makes the catch. And it's two ways. And the batter will be Jimmy Price, who has bounced to short and single to center. Looking back at that ball, Norm Cash hit. Yes. Would you believe an error has been charged to... Danny Cater? Oh, no. I don't believe it. Who is our official scorer tonight? Joe Donnelly, I believe. Joe Donnelly? I believe so. I will have to be giving Mr. Donnelly a call. Unbelievable. 
If there were to be an error, I think I'd have to go the other way. Yes, right? the throw in the Bluff dirt. throw was in the dirt. Right. There's a ball popped to shallow right field. Bluffery will have to hurry. Digging loses the hat. Look out and Clark coming makes a one-hand catch. Holy cow, how Clark ever got there, I'll never know. I thought Bluffery was the only one that had a chance to catch it. But Clark came out of nowhere as afraid of the collision made a great play. So as of now, no runs, no hits, one error, and a man left. And at the end of three and a half, it's Detroit five and the Yankees three. Well, uh, Bill goes to argue with the official score. We're going to tell you about something that's always very, very worthwhile. And that is the annual baseball game between the Yankees and the New York Mets. The Mayor's Trophy game. With the proceeds going to further the Sandlot baseball program here in the New York area. Certainly for a very worthwhile cause. Everybody always has a lot of fun. And don't you think these players don't go all out to win that ball game? Of the seven uh, games played, the Mets have won five. So the Yankees have some catching up to do. And they'll try to catch, uh, start catching up here in their own backyard. Yankee Stadium, Monday night, August 17th. The eighth annual Mayor's Trophy game will start at 7 o'clock Monday night, August 17th. Well, we hope you'll get your tickets and be on hand. Enjoy the fun, enjoy a good baseball game. I know that as you buy your ticket, you're helping the kids in New York to uh, play sandlot baseball by furthering that program. Bill, you back? Yes, I'm back. I have made my call, and Joe Donnelly is uh, thinking it over. I'll let you know in just a little while whether I've uh, persuaded him to change his call. Here's Jerry Kenny. Swings and misses strike one. Jerry struck out his first time up. Yankees trail five to three in the bottom of the fourth. Still his pitch high and tight. One and one. So neither Joe Necro nor Stan Bonson stayed around very long in this ball game as both clubs had their hitting shoes on very early in the game. There's a curve outside, 2-1. I think we see that quite often, Phil, the first game of doubleheader, see a tight pitcher's duel, second game, the hitters really break up. Yeah, and you can't figure it out. There's a strike on the outside corner. There's no rhyme or reason for it. You would think the second game would be just the opposite. Players might be so tired, but... Here it is, the first game, a two-to-one thriller, and this one looks like it could be any score. Pops it up, that third base downward in foul territory. Makes the catch right alongside Dick Hauser. And there's one away. That'll bring up Gene Michael. Gene lined hard to first base his first time up. Tiger scored two in the first, two in the second, one in the third. All three Yankee runs coming in the bottom of the first on a three-run homer by Roy White. Johnny Ellis is on deck, so it looks like that's going to be all for Steve Hamilton. First pitch is strike one to Gene Michael. He started a bunt, takes it, and it's strike two call. Nothing in two. straight away on Gene, batting right-handed against the left-handed Hiller. The curve outside. One ball, two strikes. 
A beautiful night for this twin bill. One two pitcher curve outside and it's two and two. Yankees need this ball game. They want to remain in second place right now. Detroit ahead of the Yankees by a half game in their battle for second place. The 2-2 pitch low and inside ball three. So after falling behind 0-2, Michael has worked the count full. And a big payoff pitch coming up. The Orioles lost their first game to Cleveland. As a line drive in the left center field by coming on is Stanley, and he makes the catch. And we pause for station identification. This is Shannon in the morning, coming your way Monday through Saturday, 5.30 to 10, here on the fresh air sound of Radio 81, WGY Schenectady. So big Johnny Ellis comes on to do the batting. Two out and nobody on. John Hiller getting the sign. He winds his pitch outside and high ball one. Fastball foul back on the screen. One ball, one strike, two out. Miller kicks, off-speed pitch, line hard but foul in the seats alongside the left field foul line. One ball, two strikes. Here's the one-two delivery. Fastball foul just below it. That's a new dance step that Frank Messer just came up with. You should have seen it. The in at him to the left-right dodge. That was beautiful. It quick. He started to go for it and was coming back too fast. As I leaned to my right, Frank leaned to his left. The one-two pitch again. Line deep but foul to left field. I was just leaning out of the way to give you room to catch that one. Right. Listen, you're a lot better than we had a couple... Red Bobber, as soon as the foul was hit, he'd go right underneath the table. Somebody just brought a check to Frank Messer. How do you like that? The one-two pitch. Hard line drive caught by Don Word. Ball hit right on the button. So two line drives that inning, but no base hits. Nobody left, and at the end of four full innings, it's Detroit five and the Yankees three. Mid-Hudson Yankee fans' attention. You can now make all your Yankee ticket reservations without leaving the WBNR broadcast area. In cooperation with the Fishkill National Bank and Wayne Oldsmobile and Cadillac, you can make your ticket plans for each and every Yankee game through September 27th right in the Beacon, Newburgh area. Wayne Oldsmobile and Cadillac is located in Newburgh at 190 South Robinson Avenue, which is Route 9W, about two miles south of the Beacon-Newburgh Bridge. And the Fishkill National Bank, well, they've got five conveniently located branches in Beacon, Cold Spring, Hopewell Junction, 
Fishkill Main Street, and the Fishkill Brinkerhoff office. So stop by these new Yankee reservation centers and pick up a schedule, pick out a game, and pick up your ticket reservations. The outlets again are the five branches of the Fishkill National Bank in and around the Beacon area and Wayne Oldsmobile and Cadillac in Newburgh. We have a new pitcher coming on, Frank. You got him in your glasses? He's Ron Klumkowski. Now the Klimmer will come on to pitch to Gutierrez. Then the pitcher will be due for Detroit and then the top of the order. Steve Hamilton goes two and two-thirds innings. Hamilton gave up one run, three hits. Walked one and uh, struck out about it. Klimkowski has uh, done just about everything for the Yankees. He has started. He's worked in long relief and short relief. He's coming into his 31st ball game with a record of three wins and four losses. He started only two times. And pitches to an earned run average of 3.14. Sure that uh, Phil and Bob talked about it uh, before, but uh, in case you weren't listening... We'd like to tell you that Mayor John Lindsay has proclaimed Saturday, August 8th as Casey Stengel Day here in New York City. Stengel, the guest of honor at Old Timers Day Saturday here at the stadium. And the mayor will honor Stengel in formal ceremonies in the Blue Room of City Hall tomorrow morning at 11.30. Both Casey and his wife, Mrs. Edna Stengel, who arrived in town from Glendale, California tonight, will be at City Hall tomorrow at 11.30, accompanied by Lee McPhail, Executive Vice President and General Manager of the Yankees, and Mr. George Weiss, the Yankee general manager during Casey's managerial days here at the stadium. Mr. Weiss was also uh, general manager and president of the Mets while Casey was the Mets pilot. Mayor Lindsay will present the bronze medallion of the city of New York to Casey tomorrow. The medallion, the highest award presented by the city of New York. Right now, Klumkowski ready to take on Cesar Gutierrez, and here's Phil. All right, Frank, the first pitch to Gutierrez. He bluffs the bunt, takes a strike. Caesar flying to right single to center so far in this game. And in the first game, he beat out a beautiful bunt. He was one for four in the first game. Little right-hand batter, Klimkowski's pitch, bounce to third. Backhanded by Kenny. Nice play. Fires the first in time. Oh, that was a pretty play by Jerry Kenny. And Klimkowski really hit the deck as Jerry had to fire right over Klimkowski's head. So one out. And now John Hiller, wanted into a fourth play, his only time at bat in this ballgame. Joe Nico, who started the game, was at bat one time, singled and scored a run. When neither starting pitcher is around, Mr. Hiller curve in there, strike one call. Kowski's curve again in there, strike two. On deck, Dalton Jones. Another curve, bounce to third. Kenny has this on a big hop, easy play. Fires to first. And they're two away. I still have a hit up there for Norm Cash, Frank. 
No nope. waiting for word. I know it. Uh, Mr. Donnelly. Dalton Jones homered leading off the ball game, walked and scored in the second, and then lined deep to right field in the third. Dick McAuliffe, Tigers regular second baseman, getting a rest as is Al Kaline in his second game of the doubleheader. There's a strike. Pass ball just above the knees. Two out, nobody on. 5-3, Tigers lead. Breaking pitch, swung at and missed, and that pitch was in and down. Nothing in two. Yankees lost the first game 2-1. to one. Zinkowski winds. Curve swung at and missed. Caught him one hop by Gibbs. He fires to Danny Cater. So that's a strikeout. Gives Gibbs an assist and cater a put out three up three down and now at the end of four and a half it's Detroit five New York three well the Yankees and the Tigers wind up this series tomorrow night with a single game here at the stadium at eight o'clock and it looks like a pair of left-handers will be the probables Les Kane very possibly will go for Detroit if his shoulder is okay and for the New York Yankees Mike McCormick is the probable starter game starts at eight o'clock here at the stadium. All right, Horace Clark, the top of the order. Hillis pitch is inside ball one. Clark hits to the box and walks. Bottom of the fifth inning. The pitch is hit in a shallow right field. Could be trouble. And it drops the base hit. And gets away from the second baseman. The clock goes in a second. Good heads-up base running by Horace Clark. As he dumped one in shallow right field, Dalton Jones caught it on one hop, and the ball popped out of his glove, and Clark went sliding into second base. And we're going to give Clark a double. Have to wait and see what Mr. Donnelly gives him. And the batter, Jake, gives to a single and double and scored a run in this game. All right, Clark at second base. A double. It's a double for Horace Clark. The pitch to Gibbs. A bouncing foul outside of first. Bouncing into the stand. That's the first base runner against Hiller who came out in the second inning. Struck out Mercer. Got the side in order in the third and fourth. That's right. He had retired seven in a row. All right, one strike on Jake Gibbs. Yankees trail 5-3, but nobody out here in the bottom of the fifth. Clark leads away. Hiller kicks his pitches high. Almost got away from Price. One and one. And on deck, Bobby Mercer. Hiller sets again. High and outside again. Ball 2-2-1. Two, two, Hiller wants a new baseball. Gets it from plate umpire John Rice. Rice the umpire, Price the catcher. The 2-1 delivery. 
outside ball three, three and one. Oh, the Yankee fans coming to life here. They haven't had too much to cheer about. In the first game, they scored just one run. In this game, they scored their three runs in one inning. Now the 3-1 pitch. Strike call. Jake has started down to first base. Has taken two steps. And John Wright said, oh, come on back, Jake. Full count, three and two. Right the stretch now by Hiller. Clock leads off second. The pitch string and a miss strike three. Threw a slider and got him. Hiller's second strikeout since coming in the ball game and a big one. And it brings up Bobby Mercer. Bobby has walked and struck out. Mercer and Gibbs were on when Roy White unloaded his long home run in the first inning. And Roy is on deck. Pitch to Bobby Mercer is a curve, high and tight, ball one. Well, now they want to take a look at that baseball. And Wright is going to throw it out of play. Bobby Mercer saw something on it he didn't like. All right, ready for the 1-0 pitch. Bobby swings, hits it down the left field line, digging hard as Dyke Brown on the warning track. And did he get it? It's a home run! It hit his glove and went into the stand for a two-run home. How do you like that? He got to it. The ball hit right in his glove, and it went right into the stand. And Bobby Mercer gets himself a good home run. That's exactly it. It ties the ball game five to five. And watching the play with the binoculars, Phil, it's exactly what happened. Brown caught the ball, had it in his glove going toward the seat. The ball popped out of his glove and fell into the seat, which makes it a home run. It did not touch the ground. All right, Frank, and here's Roy White. Will hit a home run with two on in the first inning, pops the second, takes a pitch high, ball one. Now Bobby Mercer had only one home run the whole month of July, July 1st. Now has it back-to-back -back home runs in two nights. Right, he has that. And both off left-hand pitchers. All right, Roy White now with the count. Two balls, no strikes. We got a brand-new ball game here, all tied 5-5. Miller kicks, delivers it slow. Ball three, three and up. As we told you earlier, when Ike Brown went out to left field, he is an infielder. Occasionally plays the outfield. It's pretty tough when an infielder goes out there. It's a lot of room out there, and you're kind of lost. There's a strike to Roy, three and one. And Ike Brown got to the ball after losing his cap, but it hit right in his glove and bounced right into the stand. The 3-1 delivery, swing and a miss, and Roy was going for that home run out in front of the curveball, three and two. So Bobby Mercer's 17th home run of the year and now has 54 runs batted in. Fastball is low, ball four. First walk given up by Hiller. White on first and the batter now, Danny Cater. 
Pete Ward started the game at first base. Pete was at bat once and walked. Teddy came on and batted for Ward in the third and bounced out to third. Now there's one out, all tied 5-5. Yankees scored all their runs, a return of homers. Three-run homer by Roy White, a two-run homer by Bobby Mercer. Cater really digging himself a hole at the plate. Go to first base, White is back. That's the first time I can recall seeing a fly ball hit in a fielder's glove and then bounce it out of the park for a home run. I know it's happened before. Line drive. What a play by work. You know, Frank, it's the first time I ever remember it. Playing or watching or really? doing a game. Yes. Very unusual. But that was quite a play by Don Work. I don't know what Ike Brown thought it was three out or whether he was backing up, but he's a little upset with that play and he started to run in off the field. Now realizes it's only two out, goes back to left field, a little embarrassed, but that was quite a play by Wirt as he robbed Danny Cater of an extra base hit. First pitch to Bluffery is strike one call. Bluffery fly to center and fly to right. Hill's curve is high outside, one and one. Two out, two runs in, all tied 5-5, bottom of the fifth. Roy White leads away at first. Has a curve low, ball 2-2-1. Two, two, Hiller drops the ball out on the mound. Walks down, picks it up. Now the stretch. Curve swung out and missed. Evens the count at two and two. And now the two-two pitch. Fly ball to center field. Starting back at Stanley now come running in and makes the catch. But the Yankees tie it up. Two runs, two hits, no errors, a man left. And at the end of five, it's Detroit five and the Yankees five. Well, the ground crew has done its work on the infield. And we settle back for the second half of this ball game. The Yankees have come from behind uh, twice now. They were down 2-0 in the first, went ahead 3-2 in the bottom half of the first, then down 5-3, to three, and they've tied it up on the home run by Bobby Mercer. And Mickey Stanley is set to lead off the top half of the sixth. All right, Ron Kremkowski. is now the pitcher of record along with John Hiller. Yankees have used Stan Bonson, Steve Hamilton, and now Klimkowski. Mickey Stanley has walked single twice and has driven in two runs. And Jim Northrup is on deck swinging a bat and looks like he'll bat for Brown. Is a bouncing ball clock to his right, has it. Fires and in time to first base. 
Morris really bouncing around now in this second ball game. And Northrop will come on to bat for Ike Brown. Northrop, who has had kind of a gimpy leg, is in there. In the first game, Northrop got a single, a walk, and a sacrifice fly. He knocked in the winning run with that sacrifice fly, by the way, in the fifth inning. So he was one for two in that first game, and he hits one in deep left center. Way back, way back. And Roy White catches it, falls down, does a somersault. And holds on to it. Holy cow. That ball was hit about 420 feet. The deep left center. And Roy White, after catching the ball, lost his cap, fell down, turned completely over. And there goes Northridge Helmet flying out of the dugout, and I don't blame him. He was robbed of a triple at least. What a play by Roy White. It brings up Norm Cash, who has walked twice, and I still say has an infield hit. But Joe Donnelly says an error was given to Cater on a great stop by Clark, a off-balance throw that was in the dirt. One strike, two out, nobody on, 5-5 five, five to score. Foul upstairs out of play. Oh, and two. Klimkowski checks the sign with Gibbs. Bouncing ball to first base. Kata has it. He'll make the play unassisted. And Klimkowski, for the second inning in a row, retires the Tigers in order. At the end of five and a half, it's still the Tigers five, the Yankees five. All right, we get ready to go. So Northrop remains in the ball game and will play left field. He batted for Brown, he stays in the left field. Kenny swings and misses. High fastball by Hiller. Kenny is struck out and popped the third base. All tied at 5-5. Mr. Kenny is a little bit low, one-on-one. Frank Messer will have all the scores for you at the end of this half inning. One-one delivery. He bunched, oh, but it goes foul. Man, Kenny would have beaten that one out easily had it stayed there. You talk about a run and jump. He had it that time. Goes one ball, two strikes. Yankees lost the first game two to one. And this game is all tied up by five. Long road trip by the Yankees just concluded. Tigers are on the start of a real rough road trip. The one-two pitch, he checked his swing and it's high, two and two.
drive to left field. Fair ball, fair ball. Kenny's going to be in at second base with a stand-up double. And that looked like a high inside fastball, and Kenny drilled it over third in the left field, right down the corner. The Yankees base hit number six, and it brings up Gene Michael. Gene, line to first and line to center. misses strike one. The Yankees have had six base hits, five of them extra base hits. And Lindy McDaniel gets up in the Yankee bullpen. All tied at 5-5 and Thurman Munson is coming out on deck. So let's see now if the Yankees go for the sacrifice. Here's the stretch. Michael starts the bunt, takes it low, one-on-one. Thurman Munson is in the on-deck circle. Now, this could be a decoy, or he could be sending Munson up to bat for Klimkowski. Jerry Kenny leads off second. The pitch, Michael bunts it down third. It's a dandy. And Hiller looks to throw. Not in time. He's the base hit. Beautiful bunt by G. Michael. He caught them all off balance. Hiller caught the ball, took a look at third base, and that's what ruined his chances of getting Michael. It'll be a single. Or Gene Michael runners at first and third, nobody out. And now Thurman Munson will come on to bat for Klimkowski. But first, we'll pause for station identification. This is your guy, High Agent. Join me for your kind of music, weekdays, 3 to 7, here on the fresh air sound of Radio 81, WGY Schenectady. We're going to have a new pitcher, Frank, a right-hander. That's it. Hiller is out of the ball game now. He goes three and one-third innings. Has given up two runs, four hits. Walked only one and struck out two men. And the double by Jerry Kenny to left field. Looks like Kenny picked that ball right off his left ear, didn't it, Phil? Sure did, Frank. And the butt single perfectly placed by Gene Michael. And John Hiller goes out of the ballgame. Thurman Munson. That's a tough spot for Munson right now. He's got a 12-game hit streak going. And technically, if he doesn't get a base hit as a pinch hitter here, it would end. That's right. It certainly would. And that is a tough break. But this young man done pretty well as a pinch hitter, I believe, this year. I think he's done very well. In fact, he may be batting 1,000 as a pinch hitter. Three for four. That's, that's right. Pretty 750. good. 750's not bad in any league. Uh, Jimmy Hunter tells us it's number 43 coming in. And number 43. What always happens to all of the number lists, it's uh, probably Darryl Patterson. That's Darryl what it is. Patterson. Darrell Patterson, if I remember rightly, he's a hard-throwing right-hander. 
Darrell Patterson has a record of 2-1. and one. He's been in 24 games. He's also uh, credited with two saves. Right, he's having a long huddle out there with Price as Mayo Smith leaves. Maybe the first time Price has caught him in a long time. Price doesn't get in too many games. Oh, that's true. He doesn't with that friend out there. Let's see what Patterson has done against the Yankees this year. He's been in only one ball game, I believe. July the 1st in Detroit. That was an 11-inning ball game. Detroit won it 6-5. And Patterson pitched one in the third innings. Did not give up a run or a hit. He walked one and didn't strike out anybody. Well, the names are still going up on the message board. Of those accepting... Invitations for old timers day just glancing up there right now. Yogi Berra, Dominic DiMaggio, and Bob Turley. I'll tell you, Phil, there's trio right there worth uh, going out to see if there wasn't anybody else. Absolutely. That's uh, the little professor, Dominic DiMaggio, and the old professor, Casey Stengel. That's what they used to call Dominic because he looked like a teacher with the glass, big glasses he wore, very scholarly, hardly ever smiled, you know. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. He and Joe DiMaggio would say, Hello at the beginning of the year and goodbye at the end of the year. Brothers, you know, and they were brothers, but a very closed-mouthed family at that time. But now both of them, since being out of baseball, have become extroverts now. Really? It's hard to shut either one up. How about Vince? Was he like the other two? Vince exactly like the other two, except that he had studied opera, and he would sing at the drop of a hat. Would it have to be an opera hat? No, <laughs> I roomed with him for a while in Kansas City. Oh, really? I was very fortunate, but, you know, you like to room with big leaguers and talk to them when I was in the minor league, but as much as I loved the opera, he got to me. Not, was he a good singer? Oh, yes. He was. Very good. But, you know, when you're in those small minor league hotels and there's only one place, go in the bathroom and sing, you always sound better off. What, he singing Italian? Oh, yes. All right. Well, that takes care of the DiMaggio's. Let's get back here now with Thurman Munson. Okay. Thurman Munson. So Munson kept his hitting streak going in the first game. He was one for three with a walk and a run batted in. That's a throw to first. But Michael is back. Kenny bluffing coming down the line at third, so Cash holds the ball. So the Yankees have good speed now on the bases and at home plate. Nobody out of 5-5 ball game in the bottom of the sixth. The stretch by Patterson. The pitch to Munson. Outside ball one. Horace Clark is on deck. Patterson gets the sign. And he leads wide of third in foul territory. The pitch is a little bit high. Two and all, and Patterson almost stumbled off the mound, and Price wanted to know why that wasn't a strike. Two balls, no strike. What happens sometimes on those close calls, the catcher will jump up too quickly and he'll actually block the umpire's view of the pitch. 
Five Patterson sets again. His pitch swing and a miss. Two balls and a strike. That pitch was out of the strike zone, but Thurman was guessing and going for it. You can't blame him. Ahead two and nothing. Get a pitch he likes, he'd at least get a long fly ball. Nobody out. Five five the score. Gene Michael with a good lead at first. Kenny leading off third. The two-one pitch, a bouncer up the middle, but right there, the second baseman steps on the back, throws to first, double play. The run scores. The Yankees go out in front six to five. But Munson bounces into a double play. Four, four, three. Jones backhanded that high-hopping ground ball, stepped on second and threw to first. No RBI for Munson, but the Yankees go out in front six to five. And now Horace Clark hits to the box, walk and double the right field and scored ahead of Mercer's home in the fifth. So Patterson delivers to Clark at tie ball one. Dalton Jones was shading Munson over that way, and it looked like it might be a base hit, a bouncer right over the pitcher's head, almost over the bag. Line, oh, that off Patterson's glove. Jones is there, fires the first. They got him. And I want to tell you, that play had everything. It almost took Patterson's head off. He slowed it down with his glove. Jones picked it up through the cashew's foot, came off that bag way too soon. And called out at first base, but it was excitement all the way. One, four, three. The Yankees pick up a run. Uh, two hits, no errors, and nobody left. The end of six is the Yankees six. Detroit five. Frank Messer will have all the scores for you and carry you right down to the wire. Frank now Lindy McDaniel is on the pitch for the Yankees, and we go to the seventh inning. Russ Nagelson leads things off for the Detroit Tigers. Nagelson, left-hand batter, is over two, and he has a sacrifice. He takes low ball one. Ron Klimkowski pitched uh, two perfect innings, retired six men in a row, struck out one of them. Got a great catch behind him by Roy White. There's a fastball for a strike, and John Rice, a little undecided what to call it, and good gracious, is the Detroit bench getting on him or not? John Rice now puts up a finger on each hand, signifying one and one. Mayo Smith is really getting on Rice from the Detroit dugout. There's a pitch low and outside to make it two and one. The Tigers have not agreed with Mr. Rice on several occasions tonight. And now John Rice looks over and it appears that he is warning the bench that he doesn't want to hear anymore. Two balls and a strike to Nagelson. McDaniel kicks and deals. Down low, and it's ball three, three and one. Word on deck, and then Bryce. Three one pitch, right down the middle for call strike two, and the count goes full three and two to Nagelson. Lindy McDaniel has not allowed a run in his last nine appearances, covering seventeen innings. 
He has an ERA of 167, and he walks Nagelson with a ball for low. Lindy McDaniel has picked up seven saves in his last nine outings. Now Don Wirt with the Yankees leading 6-5. to five. Wirt has singled, hit a long fly ball to left field, and fouled out to the catcher, Jake Gibbs. McDaniel off the stretch. Cater holding on the runner in the pitch. Wirt takes it low. It's dug out of the dirt by Gibbs. Lindy McDaniel, in 40 appearances, has now walked only 13 men. He delivers the 1-0 pitch, and it's low. No, it gets the outside corner at the knees for a call strike, 1-1. One one. Jim Price is on deck. Gator holding against the base runner, Nagelson. Infield set for the double play possibility. McDaniel turns it loose. Curveball is hit in the air to left field. Roy White digging to his left. Now goes back, back, and makes the catch. White went to his left first, then had to backpedal, and pulls it in in deep left field. And I'll tell you, Roy White has had a lot of ground to cover out there tonight. He caught Don Wirtz drive next to the seats in the second inning. He caught Jim Northrup's drive in deep, deep left center about 420 feet or so back. And now he goes deep to take care of work again. Jim Price steps in. Drag one call. Now Price is going to argue with Rice. No balls and a strike to Jim Price. The catcher has gone one for three tonight. Price still has not stepped in. Now he moves into the batter's box. Nagelson short lead at first base. Only one step right now. That's all he takes. There's the set. Here's the pitch. There he goes. Pitch is swung on. Lofted it down the right field line. Digging back toward Cater in foul territory. And Cater's got it. Go away. It will bring up Cesar Gutierrez. Yankees leading 6-5 here in the top half of the seventh inning. Cesar Gutierrez is one for three. Slide to right, single to center, and grounded out to third. McDaniel looks down the lane to Gibbs. There's the set. And the pitch. Line foul off the end of the bat into the mezzanine on the first base side. Yankees six runs, seven hits. Detroit five runs, seven hits. Detroit won the opener two to one. 
McDaniel to the belt. 0-1 delivery. Line foul again, and again back in the mezzanine, just about the same spot, maybe a little deeper. No balls and two strikes to Cesar Gutierrez. and two pitch. Get off the end of the bat on the ground a second. Horace Clark digs it up. Goes to first just in time. He's out. A close play at first base. No runs. A base hit. There were no errors. A walk and a man left. At the end of the top of the seventh the score. The Yankees six and the Tigers five. go to the bottom half of the seventh inning. The fans are stretching their legs here in the seventh inning stretch of the second game of the doubleheader. Jake Gibbs will be the leadoff hitter for the Yankees. Bob Gamere back over from uh, television. will sit in with us for the rest of this ball game. In some second game, I don't know, these people are like pitchers duels. It's pretty hard to say that first game could be better than the second one, Frank. <laughs> oh, no. Been a lot of action in this one. A lot of scoring. Wild plays. Here's the pitch to Gibbs. High and tight, and he sits down. One ball and no strikes to Jake. The lineup by Patterson, the pitch. Swing and a miss. Strike one. Count evens one and one. One pitch coming. Gibbs checks his swing and takes. Nope, it's now called strike two by John Rice. Ball and two strikes to Jake. Brad and I at 22,434 here at Yankee Stadium. One two pitch. Hit in the air out into right field. Fairly deep, but not deep enough to be out. Waiting for it is Nagelson, and he makes the catch. Well, Gibbs is retired. One down, and Bobby Mercer steps in. Bobby homered in the fifth inning to tie the ball game up. Mercer had a fly ball deep to left field, and it bounced off the glove of Ike Brown and into the seats. He takes a strike. It was Mercer's 17th home run of the year, and the first time I can ever recall seeing a ball bounce out of the fielder's glove and out of the ballpark for a home run. Bill Rizzuto's been around this game for, what, 27 years in the major leagues as a player and a broadcaster, and a few years before that in the minors, and he said he could never recall seeing it happen. Pitch to Mercer, inside fastball, spins him back, one and one. You know, Frank, I used to always say as a kid here, this is one clock where conceivably you could see a four-base error. Now, they didn't score it that way, but actually it could have been. They would have had a very bad mad Bobby Mercer on their hands. 
There's ball two outside to Mercer. I did see a four base there in the minor leagues. Really? In the interna- run, uh, international uh, league. No, it was a, it was really it was a line drive. The left fielder didn't get it. Went off his glove, hit the wall, bounced around. The man that hit it went all the way around and scored. Pitches inside, spins Mercer back. Ball three and three and one. First of all, they had quite a conference on scoring it. First of all, they called it a triple and an error. Then they made it a double and a two-base error. Finally, they made it a single and a three-base error. Mercer hits one out into left field again. Melter throw floats back with this one. Still going back and makes the catch over his head. And finally, after much consultation, they scored an error all the way. And that was the only four-base error I've ever seen. Mercer retired, two down. And now Roy White. White put the Yankees in the lead with a three-run homer in the first inning. Popped up in the third and walked in the fifth. This game is seesawed back and forth. White checks swing, grounded back to the mound. Smothered by Patterson, he picks up, throws the first out by a half a step. And the side is retired. The Yankees go three up, three down. Nothing across. And at the end of seven, the score is New York six and Detroit five. Tigers will go with a pinch hitter for Patterson. It's going to be Dick McAuliffe. McAuliffe played second base in the first game and went 0 for 4 with a walk. McAuliffe, a left-hand batter. as we mentioned earlier, a little bit shorthanded without uh, Willie Horton and uh, Ken Sokowitz. Horton with an ankle injury, Sokowitz with a leg injury. Now McAuliffe steps in, the pitch time from McDaniel is low, ball one. One ball and no strikes. Lindy Wines, let's fly. Strike with a fastball, one and one. We talk a lot about Lindy's forkball, but Lindy feels his big pitch is the fastball. The forkball makes it even better, he says. Hitter has to think about the forkball. There's a fly ball hit deep to right center. Back there, though, waiting for it is Bluffery, and he's got it. Way back on the running track in front of the auxiliary scoreboard, and McAuliffe is retired. One down and Dalton Jones about it, and there have been some long fly balls in this ball game. Ball one to Dalton Jones. Jones homered. Leading off the first inning. Then he walked, flied to right and struck out. He hits a high fly ball again to right center field. This time it's Mercer over from center in front of the scoreboard, and he's got it. (laughs) 
second back. The Yankees did not make a put out at first base until the fourth inning, I don't believe, if I read my scorecard correctly. There have been only six, and one of those was a pop-up. Mickey Stanley, the batter. Two for three, and he takes low ball one. Yankees leading at 6-5. The windup and the pitch is swung on. And missed strike one. A ball and a strike. Lindy McDaniel, the fourth pitcher used by the Yankees. Stan Bonson started. Ben Hamilton, Klimkowski, and now McDaniel. 1-1 pitch coming. Third hit right back through the box and out over second in the center field. Base hit for Stanley. And Stanley has had the hot bat this evening. Three hits in this game. He had two in the opener. So he is now five. Four, let's see. Nine. It brings up Jim Northrup. In the sixth inning, batting for Ike Brown. Northrup had a drive to deep left center field. It went... Oh, 420 feet anyway, and Roy White made the catch, fell down, somersaulted, and held on to it. Northrop, left-hand batter, swings and misses, strike one. He wants John Rice to take a look at the baseball. And the ball comes out of play, so Northrop saw something on it. It's always amazing to me how these hitters standing up there will see that little smudge on the baseball as hard as it's thrown up there to the plate. Stanley leads it first. McDaniels picks to Northrop. Foul back toward the upper deck. Yankees trying to gain a split. Lost the first game 2-1. Leading in this one 6-5. Oh, and 2 the count to Northrop. Daniels pitch. He fouls it away again. Reached out for it. Just got the tip end of the bat on it. Again back to the upper deck on the third base side. Norm Cash is on deck. Well, we've got the guys from the New York Military Academy at Cornwall on the Hudson with us tonight. Happy to have them. There's a ground ball back to McDaniel. He's got it. Makes his play to first base in plenty of time to retire Northrop and the side. No runs, a base hit. There are no errors and a man is left. At the end of the top half of the eighth inning, the score, New York 6 and Detroit 5. Dr. Schling speaking. Doctor, I can't see you today, doctor, because my car isn't breathing right. Your car isn't breathing right. Leonard, we have been through these reaction formations before. If you don't want to come, don't come. But please, none of these crazy... Excuse me, I didn't mean that. These silly excuses. Doctor, this is no excuse. Cars breathe. Leonard, I understand how you feel. If someone tells you that their car isn't breathing right, they're every bit as sane as you and I. 
Cars do breathe. At Atlantic, we make a new gasoline, Arco Supreme Gasoline, that helps your car breathe in easy to breathe out cleaner. Arco Supreme helps prevent deposits from clogging the carburetor, air intake valves, and anti-pollution valve of your car. So your car gets better mileage and produces less unburned hydrocarbons to pollute the air. New Arco Supreme Gasoline. At your Atlantic dealer now. Hi, Bob Gamere, the star of the bullpen for Detroit. Tom Tillerman comes on the pitch. And as Tillerman takes his warm-up throws, uh, suppose you slip in here and tell the folks about him and uh, carry him through the rest of this ballgame. Well, do, Frank. Tillerman is coming on for his 42nd ball game. His record is four wins and three losses. And his earned run average is 4.09. The big uh, contribution that he has made to this staff is the fact that he has 18 saves. He has saved 18 ball games. And that puts him by himself, whereas on the Yankees, Lindy McDaniel and Jack Aker both have a lot of saves. He has 18, and the closest man to him, John Hiller, has three. The Yankees, on the other hand, the saves department, it's been pretty uh, even, in fact, dead even. 14 for McDaniel and 14 for Jack Aker. Steve Hamilton also has three. Danny Cater will be leading it off as we go into the bottom half of the eighth inning. This game has had a little bit of everything. The Yankees lead it six to five, and as it stands now, the key play, the one that Mercer hit the left field, and Ike Brown got his glove in the ball. The ball hit out of his glove and bounded up into the seat for a home run. Cater the batter, the pitch. Curve is in there, strike one from Timmerman. No balls in one strike. All in one to Cater. The pitch. Danny swings and misses his throwing two. Cater does not start this game. He went in as a pinch hitter for Pete Ward when the left-handed pitcher John Hiller came in. No balls and two strikes. Gentleman's pitch is rolling away and it's one and two. Been a long night of baseball and excitement at the stadium. Here it comes. There it goes, about to route over the mound, out towards shortstop, Gutierrez gloves, it's a throw, in time, and there's one out. Right now on Yankee Baseball, we pause for station identification. This is Harry Downey bringing the Upside Downey game your way weekdays 10 to 3 here on the Fresh Air Sound of Radio 81 WGY Schenectady. One out and it brings up Leffrey. It was flat out three times in the ball game. The pitch to Curd. Hit in the air over third base. Maybe dropping in there. It is. It's a base hit down the left field line. Chasing the ball to shortstop Gutierrez. He picks it up, but Leffrey is in standing at second with a double. And that'll be a night for Kirk Lefferie. Jimmy Lytle is coming out of the Yankee dugout, and he'll be pinch running for Kirk Lefferie. So Lytle is the pinch runner with one out in the ninth inning. And Jerry Kenny will be the batter. Last year with Detroit, Timmerman had a record of four and three. They brought him up towards the end of the season. 
And the first game he ever pitched in the Major Leagues was right here at Yankee Stadium. And it was the first of five successive scoreless relief appearances. Then he stepped out of the batter's box. He's back on June the 18th of last year. To the belt goes Zimmerman. The pitch to Kenny. He swings and it's a high bounder over the box again. Over to get it to the air as he has it to throw. Out at first. And again the Yankees are going to claim that Cash took his foot off the bag. That's the second time they've claimed that. And Jerry Kenny is arguing with Ronnie Springstead and Ralph Hawk has to join the play. He wants to keep Kenny away. That is the second time tonight. Here comes Mayo Smith out. I don't know what he's going to argue about. They're going to show that again on the TV playback here. I'll tell you. I know they allow a little leeway for the first baseman. But Norm Cash has gotten away with it twice. And it's a good play if you do it. Awful hard to detect. Because nobody wants to keep his foot on the bag. Let's face it, because you could get spiked. So normally, if you just touch it in that split second, they'll give it to you. But he stretched it a little. Two outs for the Yankees. Over at third base is Jimmy Lytle, the pinch runner. Mayor Smith is just out to talk to Timmerman about what to do with Gene Michael. Gene Michael's the number eight hitter. And with Lindy McDaniel, the next scheduled batter, chances are they'll give him a free base on balls here. But let's wait and see. Price is coming back. And he's getting down in the crouch. So it looks as if they're going to pitch to Gene Michael with two outs and a runner on third. First pitch to Gene on the corner strike. Well, no balls and one strike. Lindy McDaniel is on deck. Both teams with eight hits, the Yankees six, the Tigers five. Tigers won the opener two to one. Pitch is low, and it's one and one. Baltimore and Cleveland have split. Cleveland the first game four to nothing. Baltimore the second game seven to one. So if the Yankees win this, it's the Mexican standoff. One and one to Michael. Timmerman throws. Michael swings foul ball, third base side off the railing, and the count's one and two. As quiet a game as the first game was, with no Yankee hits after the fourth inning and no runs for anybody after the fifth, this one has been jam-packed. From the leadoff man, Dalton Jones' home run, right to this point. Yankees lead 6-5 at the bottom of the eighth. It's 1-2 and two to Gene Michael. Lytle off third. Timmerman is stretching. He isn't going in any wind-up. Now he goes to his motion, to the belt. The pitch, Michael swings. Line drive, base hit up the middle. In the score comes Lytle, and the Yankees lead 7 to 5. And now the pitcher, Lindy McDaniel, is two outs in the bottom of the eighth. So the Yankees get McDaniel an insurance run as Lindy steps in. First pitch to him is low and inside for ball one. McDaniel's batting average is 111. 
Zimmerman checks Michael, the pitch. McDaniel swings and misses it, and he really missed. One ball and one strike. Yankees have had two home runs. One a long line drive deep into the seats by Roy White. And the other one, who drives that Mercer hit, that went out of Ike Brown's glove and into the seat. Curve is over. Strike two, it's one and two. And that was a big blow for the Yankees because they tied it up in the bottom of the fifth at 5-5. Five, five. And the pitch. Line drive, base hit for Lindy McDaniel of center field. Ball being fielded by Stanley. Runs it in most of the way. Now he slips it to second. And McDaniel gets a base hit. First and second for the Yankees in two outs. So the Yankees are treating Timmerman rather roughly here in the bottom of the eighth. Although Bluffley's hit was a bloop to left. Michael and McDaniel have followed with singles. And the Yankees lead it 7-5. to five. Paul Clark has had one hit, but it was a big double. He swings and he fouls at strike one. His double, like Bluffley's, was not that hard hit, but it was a big hit in the ball game. Came with the Yankees trailing 5-3. to three. Miller had retired seven in a row, and he popped it into short right field, and when Jones knocked or kicked it away, he went for two. Pitchers outside, low, it's one and one. One ball and one strike. So the Yankees looking for a split, and they'll play the rubber game tomorrow. The stretch. The pitch. Clark takes strike to his call, it's one and two. Seven to five Yankees, bottom half of the A's inning. Timmerman goes to the bell, checks the runners. He delivers, swinging a little bounce of foul over towards the Yankee dugout. The count holds at one ball and two strikes. Timmerman is 29 years old. He's 6'4", 210 pounds. The graduate of Southern Illinois University. Big right-handed delivers. Clark swings and pops the foul and out of play. Third base side. Ball comes down into the lower deck. One ball and two strikes to Horace Clark. The stretch. And now stepping off is Timmerman. Clark stays right in there. Zimmerman gets back on the rubber. He delivers. Clark swings and fouls it. Back behind the plate on the ground. The count holds at one and two. The National League, the Cardinals lead the Mets three to nothing at the end of four. Pittsburgh is in the process of winning a doubleheader. They beat the Phillies four to nothing. They're leading the nightcap six to two. They went into today with a one-game lead in that Eastern Division. It's one and two to Clark. Here it comes, and there it goes. A high pop of its foul outside of first. Coming over Cash, he does not have room. It's in the stand.
One and two to Clark. Here's the pitch. Swinging a bounce right towards second baseman Jones. Gets it. Flips it over to the shortstop. Gutierrez and the sides retires. For the Yankees in the eighth inning, they get a run on three hits. There were no errors and one man left. At the end of eight, it's the Yankees seven and the Tigers five. Well, here's the list of the places where you can purchase tickets for the big ball games coming up at Yankee Stadium. The box seats are $4 and the reserve seats $2.75. There's never a problem purchasing Yankee tickets anywhere around the New York metropolitan area. You can pick up your tickets at the Schlash restaurants, at the Ticketron outlets such as Gimbel's and Goat's department stores, from the North Jersey AAA Automobile Clubs in Ardell, Patterson, and Jersey City. From Ticketron, the Yankee ticket office at the mezzanine level of the Grand Central Station. From the Yankee Stadium advanced ticket window. And through the mail, right to ticket director, Yankee Stadium, the Bronx, New York. Ticket. Roast beef that tastes so fine. is open most all the time. Potato nuggets and good hot ham and Neba roast beef. Mike's up the giant can. Biggest sandwich you'll ever find. Lunch or supper or midnight meal. It's Mike's giant sub. Looking for a new kind of excitement? Hey, come on out. Bright lights, flashing colors, spinning wheels. If you're looking for the kind of action you won't find anywhere else, we'll give you the inside track. It's Saratoga, Holland, Daily Double closes at 8, post time, 8.15. It was 1-3, lost to, and slid five. McDaniel LeCash, swinging a no strike one. Lindy can throw all he's got now in the ninth inning. This will be his third inning of relief. No balls and one strike. The pitcher of record is Kinkowski, who stands to be the winner. McDaniel will never say it. The windup, the pitch. Fork ball misses outside, and it's one and one. McDaniel winds. He delivers outside. Two balls and one strike. Doubleheaded as the Tigers have won two, lost none, and split five. The pitch. Swing and a bounce of foul outside of first down the right field line. It's two balls and two strikes. Two and two, the count on cash. McDaniel into the windup. The pitch just misses the inside corner. It's three and two. Yankees leading at seven to five. Top half of the ninth inning. McDaniel winds the full count pitch high for ball four. That's a rare walk given up by Lindy McDaniel. That's Lindy's second walk of the night. And on the year, only his 14th base on ball in about 83 innings. 
Here's Russ Nagelson, and suddenly the tying run is out the plate with nobody out for the Tigers. Nagelson has one home run. Here's the stretch. McDaniel delivers. Nagelson swings and misses strike one. No balls in one strike. To the belt goes McDaniel. The pitch. Fork ball lined out in the center field. Mason's got a long run coming on. He makes the catch. Reached down with the glove hand and came up with it and there's one out. So McDaniel gets one out with one on and Don Ward will be the batter. Ward singled in the first inning. Slide out to deep left field with the bases loaded in the second. Popped up in the fourth and slide out to left field in the seventh inning. One out and worth the batter. Word has five home runs. The pitch is high for ball one. One ball and no strike. One and out the count. The stretch. The pitch to Word. He swings. Line drive hit out to right field. Lytle on his track. Makes the catch over his head. Two outs. And back to first base catch. Now he's hit two solid line drives off Lindy, but they've been big out. And let's see who the batter will be. Jim Price is due to bat. Could be Bill Freehand. Al Kaline hasn't been in the game yet. It's Bill Freehand who'll be doing the pinch hitting. So Linda McDaniels down to the last out. And I remember one night in Detroit, Freehand in the bottom of the ninth, won the ball game for the Tigers with a long home run. Freehand hasn't hit for a high percentage, but he's been a home run hitter. Freehand has 15 home runs and a batting average of 232. Freehand steps in. The Yankees aren't going to worry about Cash over there on first. Nobody's going to hold them close. Freehand in the batter's box. He'll be swinging for all his worth. The stretch by McDaniel. The pitch. Freehand takes. Strike one. Call. No balls and one strike. Yankees seven. The Tigers five. We're in the top of the ninth. Tigers won the opener two to one. There's the stretch by McDaniel. Lindy kicks, delivers, swing and a bounce and hit wide of third. Kenny up with the ball, goes the short way to second. The ball game's over. Kenny to half clock and the game is over. In the ninth inning, no runs, no hits, no errors. One man left. A final score, the Yankees get a split. The Yankees seven, the Tigers five. The big, big changes to the big, 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 big,
stores for big cash savings on quality food. Amart discount. Amart savings. Again this week, beef prices are low, low at Amart, A&P's discount food stores. Super right quality sirloin steaks, a dollar eight a pound. Imagine a dollar eight a pound for Amart's grain-fed steer beef. Guaranteed delicious or money back. Stock up for indoor meals for the charcoal grill. Sirloin steaks a dollar eight a pound at Amart. To go with your steak, get bird's eye tasty fries, potato puffs, five ten ounce packages, one dollar. And for salads, sandwiches, Amart's vine ripened tomatoes, twenty nine cents a pound. Be smart, shop Amart. Open nine till nine. Ron Pinkowski has this suspected gets the winner tonight. Top his record is four and four. John Hiller is the loser. He's five and four. The save for Lindy McDaniel is 15th. He has now hurled 20 scoreless innings, and his earned run average is a sensational 1.62. For the Yankees, seven runs, ten hits, and one error. And the Tigers, five runs, eight hits, and no errors. From Kowski, the winner is four and four, and Hiller, the loser, is five and four. In the first game, the Tigers won it two to one. So Kenny went all the way to win it. He's six and two. He pitched the four-hitter. Salomon went all the way to lose it. His record is 10 and 10. 2 8 and 0 for Detroit. 1 4 and 0 for the Yankees. In the first game, the Tigers took the lead in the fifth inning, and they were never headed as they won it by a score of 2 to 1. The Yankees didn't get a hit after the fourth inning. In the nightcap, it was just the opposite of the first. Dalton Jones led off the game with a home run. The Tigers got two in that first inning. The Yankees came back with three on a three run homer by Roy White. The lead was short live. The Tigers got two back in the top of the second, the lead four to three, and the chase Dan Bonson. Steve Hamilton came on. He gave up one run in two and two-thirds innings of pitching. After that, it was Ron Klinkowski who came on to pitch well and pick up the win, and Linda McDaniel picked the last three in relief. Big blow for the Yankees, and they were trailing five to three. Bobby Mercer had a fly ball with Horace Clark on second to deep left field. Ike Brown had the ball hit his glove and bounced into the stands for what was scored a home run and it tied up the ball game at 5-5. Yankees then got the winning run in the sixth inning on a line drive double by Jerry Kenny to left field. A single by Gene Michael put runners on first and third and in third and Mercer as a pinch hitter rattled into the double play. Kenny scored from third and the Yankees had the lead. He got the insurance run in the eighth inning on a double by Bluffley, a single by Michael, and when Lindy McDaniel is pitching in relief, that's what it is, an insurance run. The Yankees won it by a score of 7-5. So, second place will still be on the line tomorrow night. We're right back where we started. The Yankees a half game ahead of the Tigers, but time is running out on both clubs against Baltimore. The Orioles splitting tonight at Cleveland, but the Orioles are happy every day that goes by and nobody moves any closer. As it stands, the Yankees and the Tigers. The Yankees in second place, nine and a half games out of first. The Tigers in third, a half game behind the Yankees, and they'll play for second place tomorrow as well as for the rubber game of this day. Once again, the scores tonight. In the first game, the Tigers two, the Yankees one. The nightcap, the Yankees seven, and Detroit five. And now this is Bob Gamere speaking for Phil Rizzuto and Frank Messer. Thanking our statistician and broadcast coordinator Bill Kane, our director and engineer Sandy Alba, and our producer Bob Stenner. This is Bob Gamera saying goodbye from Yankee Stadium in New York. <laughs>